0: Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is (sighs) D'Angelo. Hello, D'Angelo. Oh, good to be back. It's been years. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on, gamers? This is episode... 59. Thank you. 59. Thank you. Eye in the sky over there, Daniel. Of course. And we are coming at you on 420. Whoa. Happy 420,
1: gamers. Blaze it, gamers. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's a sound effect. That's just a sound that's effect, guys. A... That's just a yep, sound effect. That's we added that in post right for there. sure. um It's definitely post, dude. Not only is it 420 gamers, but it is also the one-year anniversary of Santa Monica's God of War. Oh my God, Santa Monica, blaze it, dude! Oh, uh th- again, sound effect, sound effect. Oh, I love that game. <laughs> it's so good, boy. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Daniel, how you doing today? I am doing good, man. I'm flying high as your co-pilot today. Just chilling, having a good time, talking some video games with you. Fantastic! I love talking video games with my number one boy. But
0: first, I gotta talk to you about dental hygiene. Oh boy. Yeah, tell me what happened to you. You went to
1: the dentist for the first time in 20 years.
0: They shot me in the mouth so many times, Daniel. No, really, I walk in and I haven't had a cleaning in like, okay, I'll be honest, save roommates, you're family to me. So I haven't had a cleaning in 10 fucking years. Same. Yeah, I didn't have insurance for most of my 20s. That's a different story, but it's mm. related because I didn't go to the dentist
1: because <laughs> of it. Um, we were very poor for a very long time.
0: And I was like, hey, I have insurance for my job. I can I can fucking get a cleaning because I'm an adult and I look like one. Mm-hmm. So I go in there and he starts talking about like, okay, cool. Yeah, you got some plaque in there. We did your x-rays. You got plaque in between your teeth and whatnot. And then so what we're going to do here, uh, we're just going to numb you. And then we're going to get in between there and then we give you a laser light. And I was like, hold on. How are you going to numb me? Was my first question. Because, Kevin, needles aren't my favorite. Uh I'm not, like, utterly afraid of it. I can get a shot just fine. Sure. But I have this childhood pang, this tug. Little boy, Kevin, goes, no on the inside of me every time somebody's like, you're going to get a needle in you.
1: So what were you hoping that it would just be like a local anesthetic rub that they just put on your gums? Yeah, like a topical. Like, get get in
0: there and rub some like, you know, Mouth Vicks vapor rub. (laughs) Boom.
1: Get right in there with it.
0: Get in there. And he's like, no, no, we're going to give you an injection. Maybe more than one.
1: It was eight. Oh, wow. (laughs) They injected my gums eight times. I've had a lot of dental work in my life, and I've never been (laughs) injected eight times. It's frightening.
0: It's frightening. But I got through it. It actually doesn't hurt that much, because I do, like, do a little rub first and antiseptic, and then they get you. But you are definitely aware that there is a needle in your gums, and it is a very unique sensation that I did not think that I would
1: signed myself up for do they have your mouth just like fucking splayed open with the mouth guard thing
0: yes oh nice they didn't have the mouth guard when i was a kid but now they have it and i'm like oh you're doing the work for me No, they had it back then you've just repressed it (laughs) (laughs) it was totally a thing for sure (laughs) no it was there no like no my doctor usually would just like uh put a fist in it (laughs) just just leave his fist in my mouth
1: Well, you told me some most disconcerting yeah. news that you're getting get the second half of your mouth done on Endgame Day. On Endgame Day, oh of my all, god!
0: Like, yeah, because <laughs> uh, after Infinity War, half of the Marvel Universe died, and only half of my mouth has been <laughs> has been bled. So it it's time to get the other half done. Let's hope you That's come back down from it by then, for sure.
1: I'm not excited about that. You want to get into some housekeeping? I got
0: some housekeeping. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, uh, hey, 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 hey. If you didn't know, The Save Room is the internet's favorite video game podcast. The internet just doesn't know it yet. Mm -hmm. You can find us on soundcloud.com slash thesaveroomshow, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and on RSS feeds everywhere in the world. Literally everywhere. Please share our show with your friends, either because you like us or because you don't
1: like them. Hmm. It's probably the latter there. Um, yeah. And if you want to send us some sweet, sweet gamer love to our mentions on Twitter, you give us that good follow at Save Room Show. Uh, tell us that you love Final Fantasy Thirteen more than Fifteen. We'll be the best of friends. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
0: If you enjoy watching games and hearing someone curse over them, give me a follow at twitch.tv slash TheRedHerb. What have you been streaming lately? Oh, well, that's an interesting question, Daniel. I've been streaming Resident Evil 6. (laughs) Mm, mm. (laughs) Me and Chelsea did the co-op just last night. Nice. I had had a craving. I had a craving. And you know what? While it's a very not a good horror game, Mm -hmm. because it's not a horror game, it's a great action game, man. Capcom gets action. That shit was legit, okay? We I was saying... shooting at helicopters, <laughs> and I was doing this one thing where I was punching bat bees. It's like a bee bat, but if you don't, he'll alert like this nemesis analog, who isn't nemesis. He's kind of like a Kmart nemesis, okay. but he still can hurt you a lot.
1: It was fun. Nice. <laughs> fun. They had bee bats in uh, Resident Evil 5.
0: Fucking B Bats for days. (laughs) That's the one thing that uh, part two was lacking.
1: Very cool. You You guys
0: did what? Sherry and Jake's campaign? We did Sherry and Jake's campaign. The old Jerry campaign? There's a lot of fan service in that campaign. Nice, dude. If you're not familiar with that
1: term, look up fan service and anime. (laughs) (laughs) You'll find a lot if you do that. (laughs) You'll find all of it. Well, I'm also a lean, mean streaming machine, and you can come teach this machine how to love at twitch.tv slash dungeonsanddaniels.
0: What's the last thing you're getting into?
1: Uh, You know it, Sekiro. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was on my second playthrough. You got I,
0: mean at that
1: game. I did, I did. I streamed Tuesday and Wednesday, and I did a five-hour stream on Tuesday, and then, like, almost another five-hour stream on Wednesday. Fuck. was doing some endgame shit on Tuesday. I beat the Demon of Hatred, and then I rolled over into New Game Plus, and I coasted through the first three hours of that game in, like, under an hour. No shit. Like, taking out the Chained Ogre, taking out the first boss in one go, and I made it all the way to, like, the Genichiro fight by the end of that session.
0: Listen, man, you know, <laughs> good. your first your first uh, playthrough is always going to be your hardest. <laughs> we were doing Bloodborne, where on our second and third, even fourth playthroughs, they went by like a breeze, That's true. man.
1: The New Game Plus was like, whoa, it's that yeah. fast? Okay. Yeah.
0: And we're you sing- can skip so much. Yeah, you're single-shotting bosses out there. I see you. Yeah. I see what you're doing there. You basically just kind of like lay the controller down and stare at it pretty
1: hard, and then suddenly you win. It's That's crazy. You- I'm like the dude who beat that entire game with a steering wheel. <laughs> somebody, wait, somebody beat Sekiro with a steering yep. wheel? Wow. Uh, actually, no, sorry. I think it was just the Genichiro fight. They beat it with a steering wheel.
0: I need to see that, first yeah. of all. Second of all, did you hear about the guy that beat Dark Souls 3 using a Guitar Hero controller?
1: That's insane. I want to see that. Which one, though?
0: Like, one of the later ones? Of course the second controller. Okay, okay. okay. What was that, the the Explorer
1: I think so. The Wasn't one from it, Guitar yeah. Hero Three, yes, with the perfect frets.
0: No, 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 no. The one from Part Two that looked like uh, it had shapes. It had angles. Oh to yeah, it. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I have that one. It's in my closet. I'll never get rid of it. I I want to frame it.
1: <laughs> well, they have actually told me uh, my my Twitch stream rather that uh, I need to move on to a new game. So next week I'm going to be diving into <laughs> Final Fantasy 12 The Zodiac Age. Really? Yeah, it's a weird choice, but uh yeah, I think it it's gonna is. be a fun one. <laughs>
0: okay. I started playing on. it
1: last year, and I didn't get. Get too far into it well no i got like 10 hours and then i stopped because i think something came out monster hunter world took me by storm yeah it's fair yeah, yeah, yeah
0: i think uh mm-hmm. by the time this episode releases i'm gonna be playing a shit ton of mortal kombat 11
1: true and enough.
0: i don't I, we were talking about it i don't think our community is used to us playing fighting games because uh, we don't But Mortal Kombat holds a special place in both of our hearts, Mm because we went, we always say, we went really hard on Mortal Kombat 9 as the one.
1: I love that one. I think that was the first one that I owned in a really long time that I had the time to get into. And I spent a month trying to platinum it, and I think I only got like 67, 69% of the way. I so. I want you
0: guys, to, you got some homework, look up on YouTube the Mortal Kombat launch trailer because they did a remix of the original MK theme, Oh, Mortal Kombat, that so is good. amazing. So Who did it? I forget. I, I forget their name, I feel so bad, but... It's on the YouTube video. Okay. Just check it out. Nice. I think his name is like Steve Savage or something. Okay. I don't
1: think it's Steve Savage. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Randy Savage. But I, yeah. I like the idea of us maybe playing that game uh, co-op together, side by side. Co-op, huh? Yeah. That's a weird thing for a fighting game. Why not? Because there's no such thing. We have to fight each other. Okay. <laughs> You're going to whoop my ass because... I need you yeah. guys to know that he is by and large way better at fighting games than I've ever been.
0: Except for Smash. Except for Smash. Except for Smash. Yeah. So yeah. This guy this guy requires some fucking technique to get
1: around. <laughs> I'm stoked though. I'm stoked. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do um before we get into the no. the, the gamer news for gamers, you wanna do some like quick warm up here? Well,
0: yeah, warm me up. I
1: got some quick Switch hits for you if you are oh, feeling a spicy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah go ahead. Um So a lot of kind of rando Nintendo stuff happened this week. We didn't really want to write <laughs> like about that. it. I that rando Nintendo. But we wanted to just kind of itemize it. So here's some things that happened. Um, I guess officially Reggie mm. finally left Nintendo no. of America. And he joined Twitter. We can now follow him <laughs> oh, on Twitter. I thought you meant you joined the company. No, he's just on Twitter. Yeah, he's just on Twitter now. Yeah, my boy got at Reggie.
0: How, how much
1: of a G do you have to be to just walk in and be like, come on. I'm Reggie. I feel like Reggie in the full effect would have gotten it first, but I'm glad that this Reggie (laughs) got it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a good pull yeah yeah what else we got going on in the world of nintendo so two hot releases that i kind of wanted to spotlight that mm. came out we got cuphead and katana zero they came to the switch on april 18th oh good shit i good don't shits. know much
0: about uh katana zero but i do know a bit about cuphead
1: well katana zero is kind of like this neo-noir like action platformer mm. it's kind of cool. kind of looks like strider if mm. it was like i don't know what had a fresh coat on it, it looks like blade runner maybe
0: you saying that uh stride is looking a little old, looking a little uh a little weary?
1: <laughs> a little not so much weary, but just different style.
0: Okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. And then Cuphead you actually fucking picked up today, didn't you? I
1: did. <laughs> you I really see? wanted to play it.
0: You okay, first of all, <laughs> that's fair. You've been talking about it for months that mm-hmm. you've wanted it. And it was 20 bucks, so whatever. I can yeah, justify it. That's a great price for I was watching you play it and I thought to myself, I still don't understand how they made this game. Like, the animation is so flawless. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how? How did you do
1: this? I ended up watching, like, this 20-minute, like, GameSpot behind the scenes that they did with the, um, I think they're called the Moldenhauer brothers. It's just, like, these two brothers that went into, like, single development. They developed their first game together. And one of them was, like, a just a hand-drawn sort of illustrator. And he did a lot of the characters and foreground work. Hand drawn, and a lot of the backgrounds are just done in watercolor. So it's like a lot of static watercolor work, and the contrast that against like the hand drawn stuff is just—it's really cool. It's remarkable, and it—I don't know—the 1930s, 1950s like cartoon style—it pops. It
0: really fucking does. I love the little UI like when Mm you you press start, it says copyright 1930. Yep, on the bottom. It's so fucking neat. I want. It. Can we play that co op today? We can, yeah, because you can actually play
1: as cupman Man and Mugman. and Mug it's Man? pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I played for like 30 minutes. I got through the first boss, and I was just getting my ass kicked, like here and there. That's how it's gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> I I like run and gunners, but they're from that old school of thought of like double dragon, uh, battle toads, where it's like you die fast, and it's kind of unforgiving in that r- regard. I like that when you do die, it actually charts your progress throughout the level, so you can see the furthest point that you got. Oh, that reminds me of Ape Out. Yeah, it's pretty neat.
0: Ah, okay. Uh, I have a little Switch thing for you, actually. They announced the date for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 of the Black Order. That's coming out on July 19th. You know what would be even cooler? That it would come out right as Endgame. Like, I'm sitting in the theater fucking playing this on my Switch is
1: how I want life to be. That's kind of how we envisioned it. I I wanted that. I wanted that.
0: But the box art apparently reveals the roster so far, and it includes most of the Spider family, which is shouldn't be a surprise, to be honest, because Into the Spider-Verse was so fucking successful. So it's got Gwen Stacy in there, it's got Miles Morales Spider-Man, and then it's still got our Pete Parker, our our, our OG boy. I love this. Yeah, The art is actually
1: really, really good. That's, yeah. that's worth buying a physical edition for. Ye- yes, I'm definitely going to pick that up. <laughs> but uh,
0: also, Black Panther's in there, fucking Venom is in there. No. This is finally... A Marvel game where they're totally cognizant of what's working in the Mm -hmm. extended, like, in the movies and even shit that's outside of the MCU, just Mm -hmm. like Venom. Whereas that was the whole problem with Marvel uh, versus Capcom, whatever the fuck. Infinite? Infinite? Yeah. Infinite. Yeah, it's just Infinite, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, this doesn't really, like, mirror what's going on with, like, the extended universe. Mm -hmm. like where is miles morales in this game you know where are some of those other characters it was just kind of dumb i actually
1: thought like the marvel stuff was really really lacking in that game and they kind of picked it up on the capcom side a little more but eh. especially with the fox deal like we didn't have any x-men characters
0: yeah, exactly. Which this one weak, finally man. has X-Men, this one has Storm, this one has Wolverine, it's oh, got all the classics. You got Black Panther, you got Black Widow, you got Captain America, you got, you got Scarlet Doctor Witch. Strange, you got all yellow this shit. It's this this dope. dope. It's fucking dope. Deadpool? Fuck
1: yeah, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so like initially I was I was hyped for this game for sure, but like sure. the roster that they showed initially, I was like, Okay, that's cool. Like it's it feels a little light, so I'm glad mm-hmm. that they kind of expanded it. And you got you got Spider Gwen in there, my dude. You got Spider Gwen. She's my favorite.
0: That's gonna be my main, man. Oh my god! So we're gonna co-op that shit.
1: Hell yeah, we're gonna co-op that yeah, shit. Yeah, we're gonna co-op that. By shit. then, we should be able to stream it because you're gonna have like all that OBS capture card stuff going. That's right. I got yeah. a new laptop. You got a new so laptop. I'm trying to
0: figure that shit out. So, yo, look out. We're the Save Room show on YouTube, or we're just the Save Room. I forget. Oh,
1: we'll hey, get back to you on that. We'll
0: get back to you on <laughs> that, okay? But look out for some videos in the future. That's gonna be pretty fucking cool. Nice. What else you got from your Monday?
1: Joker finally dropped in Smash. Oh, I think it was shit. kind of like a shadow drop, much like a Phantom Thief would come in.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So, I'm sorry. Is it um, Joaquin Phoenix Joker?
1: No, not that one. What are you talking about? Uh, not even Mark Hamill Joker. Oh, Definitely really? not Heath Ledger Joker. Oh, that would be awesome.
0: So, it's Jack Nicholson in Jack, and, and yeah. Smash Bros. <laughs>
1: it's a little bit like that. But, yeah, he finally came onto the scene. He brought um, a level with him, which is actually pretty cool. A bunch of different costumes and tracks from Persona. So, it's pretty neat. Um, I've seen people really hyping it up and saying that he's a great addition. But... <laughs> I think you can buy him outside of the season pass for, like, what, mm-hmm. five, six bucks? I Yes, I
0: believe so, and also I heard that his ultimate is um, crashing some people's games.
1: Oh, my God. Actually, <laughs> this the whole inclusion of him on Smash actually crashed the Nintendo network for a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, because everybody, like... This game shipped, what, like, 10, 12 million units? It shipped a lot. Yeah, like I mean,
0: it came out in December.
1: Yeah, and um, it had... All those people returning at the same time to get this downloadable character and oh it basically God. throttled the servers. So that's pretty wild. Uh, but also with that as well we got the smash 3.0 update uh you can look it up there's a lot of little details here and there about like character tweaks and balancing things and new stage things here and there but the biggest thing is that they have a stage creator now oh tell me about this people are getting all sorts of hijinks with it like what kind of hijinks daniel uh, they're basically well you know if you give the kids an opportunity to draw a dick they will they'll draw a dick it's (laughs) like season one of making a vandal or whatever whatever it is (laughs) making a vandal ultimate but, oh, sorry,
0: American Vandal. Uh, God damn it. You're right, you're right. Fucked it up. Edit that out. Okay. And edit
1: in uh, bong sounds. <laughs> but I don't know. That's pretty cool. I think, I don't know if that's something I will heavily engage with, but I like seeing people's creations. Um, somebody recreated the Sonic 1, like, intro with Green Hill Zone? Yeah, Green Hill Zone. Nice. On. They did that, and then somebody basically made it so you were platforming on the Pokemon Incineroar. Yeah.
0: You think they're going to extend this to, like, oh, make your own fucking Smash character? And people could just
1: be making, like, Doodle Shadow the Hedgehog. I mean, maybe. You kind of That'd already cool. have that sort of luxury with, like, the me custom creators.
0: Nah, that's yeah. a good point. Damn, Daniel. You're such a good co-host. Back at we it again. You fucking have
1: good points, right? I don't know what the fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you want to get into this full-on gamer news for dude, the gamers? I need to hear some gamer news because we took a week off for your birthday, and I missed so much. That's true. We
0: we <laughs> imbibed quite a bit on my birthday and just did not want to do fucking anything except for play video games. And, and we, we did that. Yeah. We, did, we, played, we played video games. <laughs> um... So we actually have eight items on the docket for you. Nice. Sounds like a lot, but don't worry. Mm. It is. So let's go to <laughs> n- number one on here. Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice has sold 2 million units in its first 10 days. Damn. Hot damn. Yeah. These sales account for both physical and digital across PC, PS4, and Xbox mm. One. Activision also announced that the, that Sekiro was a top-viewed game on Twitch on its release day, and it raked in $631 million. Million minutes of watch time during its launch. Weekend. I actually
1: didn't know that. That's that's surprising. Damn, dude. I mean, you
0: have you had you a lot of people walking in whenever you stream. That's it. true.
1: I've gotten a, a few new followers from it, and it does go to show that people like watching Soulsborne games be streamed. Like, yes, everybody tunes in the so. Dark Souls or Neo or Bloodborne.
0: I had somebody walk into one of my streams when I was doing Bloodborne going, like, oh, you should play different games than this. I don't think these are that popular. And I wanted to slap all of Twitch. Oh, my God. (laughs) 63 million views. Yeah, like, I don't think that's quite the case there. Now, uh, guys, comparatively, Dark Souls 3 was from Software's fastest-selling game, rolling in 3 million copies in the fans' hearts a month after its release. That Uh, was back in April 2016. I think, yeah, that's pretty good. You're good with time. Of course. Um, yes, yeah, so if we're saying that the fucking launch week we sold 2 million units, it's I, I think it's, it stands the reason
1: that it's going to outpace even Dark Souls 3, which is really cool. Wh- I think wh- so.
0: Why do you think that is, my dude?
1: I mean, you know the most obvious answer that I'm going to mm. give you. I think it was Activision's help with yeah. this one. They marketed the shit out of this game. I've never seen a From Software game advertised in the same light. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't remember... Seeing anything for Dark Souls Three? I remember working at a GameStop and people being like, "Oh, this is coming out." I'm like, "Oh, that's pretty hype." Yeah, and you... then Bloodborne, I know, like Sony kind of hyped a little bit. Okay, but
0: do, do you so you're thinking that uh, Nando Bamco is
1: uh, not not pushing forth the marketing goods? Maybe they do more in terms of uh, marketing and advertising out in Japan, but we don't definitely Mm. see it as hot as we do in America. Actually,
0: yeah, perhaps Activision is a little more savvy about how to market, uh, especially domestically, because Mm -hmm. they are domestic. That's a good thing. The other point is that as much as I like to give shit to Activision and especially Bobby fucking Kotick, Mm -hmm. uh, overpaid CEO... Hashtag Thumbs fire up.
1: Bobby
0: Kotek. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> that's a good pull. Yeah. And But I will give kudos to Activision because they're very hands-off on the development of Sekiro. They mm-hmm. let them go at it. They let from be from, mm-hmm. essentially, which is the best thing they could have uh, done. And then they push it heavily through marketing. They say, we believe in you, make the game that you want to make, and we'll back it up with our marketing muscle. Mm-hmm. And boom, it is everywhere. People are talking about it. That's great. I fucking love this game. I mean, it's
1: had a lot of swell for various reasons, whether it's the marketing, it just being so like hands on and, and cool in terms of mm-hmm. gameplay or even the accessibility conversations that are drawing people to it, because it, that definitely put in the spotlight for a little bit. That's too. true.
0: That so. is true. There is a lot that is uh, helping Sekiro <laughs> cut through that mindshare,
1: huh? He's breaking through the posture of our heart. I like it. So we went hard on Sekiro last yeah. weekend and we finally beat it. We fucking beat that game. Oh my game. God, dude. We beat it, dude. Uh, it hurt we we spent probably no less than eight hours on the final boss all right he's
0: he's really not kidding on that front i (laughs) i really did like two days worth of fighting the same boss Mm. it's ridiculous i have not done such a thing in years i would say not even bloodborne save for the exception of Mm. maybe amidala did it
1: cause me as
0: much time effort that
1: fight is just pure agony because you have half the health it does more damage and you're it does poison damage on you yeah i hate that defilement dungeon that shit was the worst dude yeah but this fight is definitely like a a technical masterpiece it's i think what the average ending people will get if you decide to uh we
0: we don't we can't even name the boss because it's gonna be a spoiler. Um. Uh, well, hey, spoiler yeah, wall
1: right yeah, yeah. here. We're going to talk about... Oh, there you go. We're Fu- going to talk about some stuff going get on with Get
0: fucked if you haven't
1: <laughs> played Sekiro. <laughs> get good if you haven't gotten that far. Oh, shit. But so the main ending, I think it's the Immortal Severance one where you get if you help out Kuro still, and you end up fighting uh, Genichiro again, and it's so cool to see... How easy you can manhandle him there compared to the first few times you fight him. You're yeah. like, no, I know you're fucking phoned in moveset. It's so easy to telegraph.
0: You get to a point where you don't lose any mm-hmm. health on him on the first like run. Even because there's like four phases to the fight. Mm-hmm. You can get through the first two,
1: two phases yeah. without <laughs> taking damage. Yeah, reasonably but reasonably. once you best him uh his grandfather Ashin, the sword saint. i think his name is Ashin asina he is the sword saint he yeah. climbs out of ganichiro's body like he was using it like a fucking costume yeah, it's some grudge ass shit and it's, it's the weirdest thing it's one of the coolest fights in the game though it's just like a technical feat
0: yeah for sure it it is very very rewarding to get through that shit mm-hmm. i wonder though is it gonna be is it gonna also be in the same situation as most like you know dark souls 3 bloodborne where people do not get to that fight. Like, they just won't ever will.
1: I think I was looking at the trophy stats uh, today, and 16% of the players have beaten it. Okay, gotcha.
0: 16% of the people that have have bought this game Mm -hmm. on PS4? Yeah, okay. Wow. Wow. That's a a small
1: percentage, but like, it is really one of the hardest fights in the game, and I I think that took me the most time next to the Genichiro fight because I think that first time with Genichiro, that five-day stretch where I couldn't do it, I didn't know how to play that well. In terms of parrying or countering or doing what I needed to master the flow of combat. And by the end of the game, you can't get that far if you don't know how to dodge or do the counters, right? Or learn how to build posture in that way.
0: The first Genichiro (laughs) fight is the one that uh, you're going to get scrappy on your way to Mm -hmm. that fight. But that fight is going to develop your muscle that you will need to flex for the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. For sure.
1: I don't know. I I love that final fight. And uh, I I since rolled in my second playthrough and oh, I, yeah. I, you, you
0: just roll in playthroughs like a crazy motherfucker. Dude, okay. I, I
1: knocked my second one out before uh, we sat down, actually. It
0: looks like uh, we got another road to the platy. I'm going to do it, dude. On the It's going to happen so soon.
1: You're going to do it? It's going to be my next platinum for sure. Okay. I do want to say, I've praised this game a lot, but I find... Here? It's, have, what, you, have you done it on this show? On the show. Uh, over the like, last four or five episodes, maybe. Okay, I don't well, Even in my sleep, I praise. it. I don't it. remember. But I do find this game kind of lacking in terms of uh, boss arenas, or variety of like boss fights because you definitely fight some of the few you fight a few enemies multiple times and you fight a couple of them in the same arenas Mm -hmm. just like different types Mm -hmm. of fights and i'm just like eh while i still love the build up to those moments and i think they're well executed i just wish there was a little more variety
0: you think uh you think we're gonna get some dlc for this game i think i asked that before but you think this one's going to be follow in line with the other from software Soulsians? I hope so. Cause I want to mm. buy the shit out of it.
1: And I think <laughs> like we talked about before, they can definitely execute it through like the memories, like the Harada estate thing that you do. That's three years prior to the events of where you're at. I think that's a cool way to tie it in.
0: Yeah, sure. I think so too. All right, sir, we got to move on to number two, sure. my friend, I got a big one for you here for you. Uh, Star Wars fans out there you'll never see this one coming. Number two, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order has been dated and detailed. Now at this year's Star Wars Celebration Respawn finally unveiled a CG trailer. For Jedi Fallen Order. God damn it. They're going to make George Lucas proud with all this CG. You love
1: CG trailers, don't you? Yeah, it's my favorite thing, man. (laughs) I love
0: not seeing the game. Uh, The game is a single-player story-driven adventure starring a wayward Jedi Padawan by the name of Cal Kestis, Mm. who's portrayed by Cameron Monaghan. Uh, He plays the Joker on Gotham, apparently. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's all I got for you. Interesting. That's all I got for you. After Order 66 wiped the Jedi from the galaxy, Cal is on the run from Imperial forces and relentless inquisitors. Yeah, they got a badass inquisitor in the trailer, by the nice. way. Nice. Uh, he'll be joined by an ex Jedi knight, a pilot, and a droid friend in his quest to covertly rebuild the Jedi order. That seems familiar. It, oddly familiar. Very yeah. roguish. You know mm. what I'm saying? Very, mm. you know, but I, I can't think of the one that I'm thinking of. Uh, the official website says players will be able to quote hone lightsaber combat forms to refine striking blocking and dodging your enemies
1: rogue one that's what you're thinking of
0: Bro- oh, oh okay. shit dude yeah, high yeah. Five. come on give me a high, high five. five okay that was a soft one for audio <laughs> listeners uh <laughs> you can also use your jedi weapon and the force to take on any challenge <laughs> end quote respawn says your lightsaber will grow and evolve with you through the course of the gameplay this sounds suspiciously Sekiro like the blocking and the mm. dodging mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. exactly what i fucking want shut up and take my fucking money respawn oh my god i'm so ex- oh, we scared the cat i'm sorry You're
1: no good. i'm i'm way hyped on that because like the last star wars mm-hmm. games we got were like lego star wars games and then the battlefront games which is yeah. pure gunplay yes exactly do you um, think it's
0: gonna play a little bit like force unleashed it's very reminiscent of the Force Unleashed, but I think those comparisons are unavoidable right yeah. now because it's a third person action game in the Star Wars True. universe with a lightsaber boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that that's gonna be there. Bound to happen. I'd like to see the nuances that respawn kinda of sprinkles in there. The mm-hmm. whole fact that like you're it seems like you can, you know, customize your lightsaber is what I'm hoping, or at least there's a skill tree involved with that. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I I like where that's going. I want sure. a blue one i can i have a blue lightsaber
1: i want a red one i know you do i want a red one because i'm a bad boy oh bad boy kevin over <laughs> look here look
0: out i'm a bad boy <laughs> now jedi fallen order releases november 15th on pc ps4 xbox one and definitely not the switch ea confirmed the ea star wars twitter account boldly proclaimed the following quote no microtransactions no loot boxes, and no, we won't be adding them. Mm. A single player Star Wars story for those of you who are ready to become a Jedi. end quote.
1: Now let's let's stop on this one for a second mm-hmm. because I think the November 15th release is really, really smart. Yeah. Ride oh, that? Right, that? that hype of episode eight.
0: Yeah, son. They know how to do
1: that. <laughs> can we get back to that
0: in a second? I do want to talk about the episode eight trailer okay. uh, for you, but this quote in particular was interesting. So, uh, renowned developer Amy Hennig found the above statement pretty fucking odd <laughs> because she and Visceral were working on a single player Star Wars game for EA, except they shut the project down, citing that single player games don't sell. Huh. <laughs> Huh. Speaking of Eurogamer, Hennig said, quote, I don't know why the change of heart happened, because that was very clearly not an acceptable plan when we were working on Ragtag. But, you know, things change. The decision to cancel Ragtag was made in summer 2017. We found that in October 2017. So that's almost two years ago, and a lot has changed in that time, and there's been a pretty public and vocal backlash against the idea gamers don't want single-player finite games without all these extra modes. Of course they do. Of course we do. So maybe this is just a demonstration of a change of strategy for EA. Mm. End quote. Yeah. I think she's right. And I think I would also feel pretty fucking sus if that occurred too, where it's like, um, we were devoting our heart and soul to making this third person game codenamed Ragtag. Mm-hmm. And you said, Nah.
1: Well, but. It's, it's incredibly disheartening, too, because you have one of the best narrative leads in gaming yeah. uh, whose primary experience and expertise is single-player games. You give her the single-player project, tell them, make it open world, tell them, oh, people don't actually want single-player games, tell them it's canceled, and then you do this shit, like, two years later. Respawn, what, traditionally, Titanfall 1 was a multiplayer game, right? Uh, Titanfall 1 was multiplayer yeah, yeah.
0: exclusively, yes, indeed. Okay. And then part two is the one that had the single
1: player <clears throat> campaign.
0: Um, now, I, I get it. I, it's it's always easy to, to kick some mud in the eye, and I especially am a little sore because Visceral was shut down as well. Mm-hmm. And that fucking sucks because that pretty much killed any hope of a sequel to Dead Space, which mm-hmm. is what we've all been hoping for.
1: No, I've been hoping for that uh, sequel to Battlefield Hardline. Right. <laughs> yeah, right that's right, all I right, want. Right, that's true. It's a really yeah. impactful game. Right of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my favorite. So that's why it was always
0: $5 on PSN. Um, So. However, I will give them credit Mm -hmm. because it shows that they are willing to adjust for their consumers. Mm -hmm. They heard the shit. They heard all the junkets going about, like, fuck microtransactions, fuck the loot boxes, fuck multiplayer every goddamn mode. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, here's this game. We trust Respawn. It's their vision. And they're going to give you shit that's in line with what you want. And I think that's... That's good. That's a good
1: thing. So where do you think this trust for respawn comes from? Cause like, I don't know that like EA always had the stock faith in them with Titanfall. I think Titanfall two was very critically well received, but I don't think it did as well as, I don't know, battlefield one did at the time.
0: Who knows? I, I think um, it was a definite big cock block to force respawn to send Titanfall two to basically to die, die in the yeah. time period that it did in between their own battlefield sure. game and in between the latest
1: call of duty. That shit sucked. But is it renewed faith with apex legends do you think do you think that they have so much revenue coming in from that adventure that they're like here have the money that you guys earned us and do a whole project with
0: it." i think it certainly helps but if you look at the time frame they're already in production sure. on uh, jedi fallen order before apex especially if this is released. supposed to
1: come out in november yeah so
0: they wouldn't have known that apex would have been successful in fact they're hoping mm-hmm. anthem was going to be successful not apex legends that's fair so i think it maybe it comes more down to there's a change of guard amy hennig uh, said that a lot mm-hmm. of the people People making decisions at uh, EA have either moved on or in different positions right now. So there's maybe a big rethink happening there, too. You know, it's like EA isn't always one, you know, one entity and one group of people like it changes and it evolves mm-hmm. and the shit that they do for their consumers changes, too. That could be it. That mm-hmm. could be the simplest explanation. But I will say I fucking like it. I fucking like that a company like Activision is able to trust From Software to do their shit. And I fucking like that EA is taking the similar approach for Respawn. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I think this game is going to be the balls. No, I appreciate
1: the <laughs> shit out of it. And I like the walk back on their previous uh, statement that single player gaming is dead because it's very much not. You look at a yeah. lot of the highest selling games of the last year. Spider-Man, God of War. Uh, Detroit did pretty well uh-huh. so like single player games are still crushing it
0: yeah let, let, let's let's say for once and for all my friends on the save room show we don't get to say that single player is dead Mm-mm. it'll never be dead mm-hmm. that will always be a facet in a way to express this medium you know that's like saying oh horror movies are completely dead they're, no, they're never coming back a lot of people were saying bullshit like that in the late 90s mm-hmm. and then a fucking renaissance occurred mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all horror came back big in movies so like you can't say I think we'll go through ebbs and flows where maybe more people are interested in a multiplayer ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And then I think we're going to go back to like, hey, no, single player is going to be a big thing. But it's always going to be there.
1: I think it's crazy when you have these sort of like wildfire watershed games like fortnite or apex where it's like if it's free Mm -hmm. and it hits a lot of people like it's going to be a huge multiplayer phenomenon but you saw the people in between like us who play it for a little bit see the merit of it but still like our single player games Mm -hmm. and we're still in the majority you know it's great
0: yeah and we're going to be the types Mm -hmm. of players that always support those types of games Mm -hmm. so don't stop making them idiots yeah get that phrase out of your mouth single
1: player dead well, Get out of here. Fallen Order. Well, Let's talk some hype for it real yeah, quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is there anything you're looking for
0: from it specifically? I do want some more technical combat. And okay. it sounds... That's exactly what they're doing. Because Force, un- uh, sorry, Force Unleashed, it was hack and slashy and not mm. necessarily something that really challenged you combat wise because it was more about doing physics based shit like throwing tie fighters using your force powers at, 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 at hordes of stormtroopers this one i i hope it dials it back a little more know. grounded yeah okay one-on-one fights man maybe i want to fight other lightsaber users in some pretty fucking mm. like you know parry counter-attack sort of uh fights i want that
1: i i really do like that uh they were saying that the combat is it's not as grueling as Dark Souls, but it definitely does require a bit of like technical uh, mastering and like learning how to parry, yeah, dodge, it's perfect. do all that. I think that's great. I, I'm kind of bummed that there is no multiplayer element because I would love to be invaded by other like Jedi's. Like I think that'd be really cool. You just want
0: Star Wars Dark Souls, and I think kind there's, of. I think there's a time and place for that. Yeah, I I would be fine with that type of game too. For Star sure. Souls, man, Star Souls, <laughs> Star Souls, Star Souls. <laughs> that sounds like a glam rock band <laughs> from the eighties. <'80s, laughs> so (laughs) um what what do you hope for the story because this is snugly placed after a trilogy that is near to your heart the prequel Mm -hmm. trilogy it takes place after revenge of the sith okay okay so like what what do you what do you hope for story-wise that you would like to see that you haven't gotten in maybe the extended universe or what have you
1: Ooh, I don't know. I, I kind of like the sort of dark stuff that we got from Shadows of the Empire. Show us more of like the weird underbelly of stuff happening in yeah. the galaxy, whether it's like certain bounty hunters or a different side of the empire. I don't know. I, we're going to see this with the rise of the empire. So we're going to see Mm-mm. some really, really crazy shit. But just take me to really cool worlds, maybe planets that are familiar. It'd be cool to go to like Coruscant or, you know, some of the different star systems that we've seen in the movies, a little more detailed.
0: Yeah, Mm-mm. for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I want to, I want a dope ass story. This sounds like an interesting pre- premise mm-hmm. uh padawan on the run yes it fits really well with the canon and i did they say that it was that
1: would be awesome if it was canical yeah that if it was
0: know. actually like a thing i don't know that would be pretty cool i gotta ask you though hmm. what do you think of rise of the skywalker
1: Hmm. <laughs> i think it's probably one of the dumbest names i'm just gonna go out straight for the name yeah but there's some cool stuff that they're showing promise with here. Sure, um, I I don't know if it's just in JJ's wheelhouse to to ping on our nostalgia with these big hallmark moments, uh, seeing the down Death Star, hearing the Emperor, but like he knows how to like hit the stuff that like we like. It feels cheap, but also with JJ, I know it's gonna be good.
0: God, I'm leaning more towards on the it feels cheap, mm-hmm. but like. I, I it depends on how you use sure. it. True. I I think the nostalgia pulls in Force Awakens were fine. They were amazing. They were fine. Yeah, like yeah. I was like, "No, nah, this feels good." So, I think JJ is is probably cognizant of that where mm-hmm. he's like, "Don't lean on it too much, but know when to when mm-hmm. to go to that playbook." So, I I'm, I'm into it. I I just feel like The Last Jedi it's an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most interesting out of uh, you know any Star Wars movie, but it's a mess of a movie. Mm-hmm. And to me it felt like a lot of wasted time. So I'm wondering in Rise of the Skywalker, how much of that like groundwork do they have to make up? Like for instance, none of the main three characters were together for more than mm-hmm. like a minute on screen at all.
1: Well, I mean, I hope so that that JJ Abrams knows that those are the moments that worked seeing Finn, Poe and Rey all together. Uh-huh. Like those are the moments we loved. Yeah, um, and I hope he does actually keep going with the momentum that Ryan Johnson set forth with Rylo or, I'm sorry, Kylo and uh, and Ray because that shit really worked for me.
0: Oh, you ship like, that shit, huh? Yeah, I
1: ship it. I'm a gotcha. I'm a Rylo supporter. Right on, right yeah. on. Yeah, who do you think is gonna be the Skywalker they're talking about? I mean, probably Ben Solo himself.
0: What if they just resurrect Luke? (laughs) I'd be a little mad. And that's the rise of Skywalker. Like he's the Jesus analog in the Star Wars (laughs) films. I mean, he always was. Yeah. He comes back and he blesses everybody with his Mm metachlorians. And then that's it. That's the end of the saga.
1: It's just a weird, a weird take to make the last movie of this nine movie saga and name it the Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, Batman fucked up that way too. Yeah. Dark Knight rises. Yeah, it's yeah. like so we're rising as the end. Like what what what? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I'm stoked to see uh Ray mm. take on a TIE
1: fighter. I think that's gonna be hype.
0: I that's all I'm really there for. Mm-hmm. I, I like watching the trailer. Anyway. Number three, man, gotta talk yeah. about some Capcom stuff, and this is something that feel fucking free to buy me. Yo, okay? take me for a ride. I'm gonna take you for a ride. I won't mm. do the whole spiel because... because yeah, it's only one item. It's only one item. We have <laughs> rules and standards. You'll get it again one day. Mm. Number three, Capcom is releasing a plug-and-play arcade unit filled with classic games. Mm. The Capcom Home Arcade is a giant Capcom logo adorned with two sets of San sticks and buttons for two-player action. It includes an HDMI output a micro-USB power hub, and an onboard Wi-Fi for leaderboard uploads. It'll come preloaded with the following 16 classic arcade games. Strap the fuck in, Daniel. 1944 The Loopmaster, Alien vs. Predator, (gasps) Alien vs. Predator, oh sorry, Armored Warriors, Capcom Sports Club, Captain Commando, Cyberbots Full Metal Madness, Darkstalkers The Night Warriors, Echo Fighters. Final Fight, Ghouls and Ghost, Giga Wing, Mega Man the Power Battle, Pro Gear, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting, Strider, and Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. You like any of those? Any of those stand out I mean, five
1: of them kind of stand out to me, yeah.
0: Five of them stand out. Look at that. That's I'll I'll say Alien vs.
1: Predator dark stalkers the night warriors ghouls and ghosts because i love like ghouls and ghosts and super ghouls and ghosts uh strider and mega man the power battle i don't know which one that is but i'd be down for it. i don't know what that is but i'm down for it now
0: the capcom home arcade is up for pre-order on the capcom store and will release on october 25th for about 260 (sighs) dollars daniel 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 hmm I want this. I love you,
1: but that's a lot.
0: I want this, my dog. Okay. Oh, my God. It's weird, though. I showed you the video of it. Mm -hmm. It really is just a giant Capcom logo. Yeah,
1: you were saying that to me, and I was like, okay, I I get it. And you're like, you can't even see the buttons. And I was having trouble wrapping my mind around it until you showed me. It is literally the Capcom logo, the the blue and the yellow, and the buttons, you can barely see them. Yeah,
0: they're blended into the logo, so it's like, wait, wait, (sighs) which side is mine? What's going on here? But Sanwa is like industry leader yeah the pinnacle for for parts like mm-hmm. buttons and sticks and this has a hexagonal gate which only matters to people that uh use arcade sticks okay. but they got it uh and alien versus predators on there man i have been fucking crying for years for this arcade game which is never made at the home console mm-hmm. to release because it is using like the final fight slash street fighter engine and so you can combo-fy fucking xenomorphs all day playing as a predator oh what amazing i didn't know that it's amazing my dog it is a beat-em-up you know how i love beat-em-ups based off of movies specifically (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of our niche thing (laughs) okay that's our fucking thing we're gonna start a company making those types of games now the other side of this is Mm -hmm. can you release those 16 games on the switch (laughs) <laughs> I think they could, and they already kind of started to. They did. They, mm-hmm. I think there's a final fight collection or wh- mm-hmm. whatever came out. I think Captain Commando you can definitely play, but specifically Alien vs Predator, I just want to play like on the go. But this is such a niche product, like you have to. It's like a good gift for somebody you Mm -hmm. really care about. You know what I'm saying, Daniel? Do you think this is really good gift for somebody? He's really trying to
1: phone this one in really hard. Well, your birthday is luckily not in October, so I have time for it to go down in the six months after. But do you think this is a value prospect in compared to like a lot of the mini consoles we've gotten? Not really. Mm -hmm. Like do you really (laughs) think that's 60 bucks, man? Do you think that's a $260 controller that we're paying for, basically?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes, essentially is what you're doing. Like I get it. The built-in Wi Fi, da da da. That's Mm -hmm. cool, bells and whistles, but yeah, it, it is definitely a novelty product that's not like meant to be a mm-hmm. a thing thing like you won't see it do numbers in comparison with like the snes classic or the
1: nes classic like that's not gonna happen it'll probably outsell the playstation classic because i think it's like oh, what i think is 30 bucks now and people still don't want to buy it people are just like can still you too go, much can you go lower <laughs> you go a little lower there uh uh sean just but, just a hair there laden but i mean virtually these games don't take much to reproduce no. you just emulate them my hope is that the ui isn't trash because a lot of these emulations like the game is there but it's ratioed weird in terms of video output or the ui sucks or you can't cus- customize it but I feel like they're going to go a little more in with us. Can
0: fucking Capcom just make an alien game? That'd be cool. Can Capcom just make an alien game? Capcom. That's what want. We're, we're calling you seemingly they would have to have the license to put that game out right mm-hmm. or it wouldn't make the collect i don't know maybe maybe, maybe they like,
1: renewed the rights to it
0: or maybe they dug up like an old contract that said like you can only distribute this through arcade units and you're like well this is technically an arcade <laughs> there's like an exception clause in there somewhere <laughs> god damn it like, just wondering about it but yes i am the capcom captain and if you really 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 want to like make my heart sore. mm-hmm this christmas (laughs) please get me this fucking thing okay i'll look into it i'll look into it no not you i just just one of you out
1: there one of our rich fans (laughs) okay chelsea 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 all right we got a number four on here that i think is let's get some cause for conversation but neil druckman tweets that the last of us part two has finished motion capture filming of its final scene goodness finally Druckmann, you've been taking your time here Naughty Dog VP and creative director Neil the Beard Druckmann set Twitter afire with a tweet on Thursday, April 18th, as he confirmed that The Last of Us Part II hit a milestone in its development as they wrapped up the final scene of motion capturing. Druckmann posted a picture of Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, who played Joel and Ellie, respectively, with the comment, quote, And that's a wrap on Ellie, Joel, and the most ambitious cinematic shoot we've ever done tears were shed hashtag the last of us part two. Druckmann has been very active with updates about the game's production lately. Also tweeting the final page of the script this week. That simply read quote, fade to black the end.
0: Oh, that's a lot, a lot to go on right that, there. It, yeah. I was like, okay, that's well, a lot of information. That's drunk. something.
1: <laughs> I mean, you could have had that written up from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he previously confirmed last week that Laura Bailey wrapped up filming her scenes quote. That's a performance capture wrap for at Laura Bailey VO. Thanks for helping to bring one of my favorite characters to life. You killed it. Bailey's character is yet to be revealed with many speculating she could be playing Ellie's mother. Oh, Oh, I think that's pretty likely there
0: don't you hear Ellie's mother like on one of those audio files in the first game I don't know if they got Laura Bailey to do that role I
1: don't remember she was in the first one she did like random voice acting for like supporting characters no she okay that might be one of them while this means the end of Cinemax shoots are done it doesn't necessarily mean that production is concluded nor does it account for potential reshoots but many have pointed out that this could mean The Last of Us part 2 may release before the end of the year considering both The Last of Us part 1 and Uncharted 4 release six months after wrapping up their final scenes
0: oh that's a good point mm. that is a good point the, now the real question is hmm. what system are you coming out
1: for i think both i think they'll they'll do a cross gen oh, you gave sure. it away i was about to say it was yeah. gonna be both. <laughs> i mean or i mean spoilers it's gonna be backwards compatible on the ps5 if it does come yeah. out for the ps4 so yeah, well, yeah, but that's true. i think they'll do like a full up res 4k 8k version of that game for sure
0: yeah i think so yeah. i do think so um I just want this fucking game. Mm, I, I do really too. I do. I, and the thing is, I haven't even been thinking about it. They've mm-hmm. been quietly doing their shit, building it, working on it. I've even been ignoring these updates, you know? I'm mm-hmm. like, this is all news to me, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I I, I I, just want to be surprised by that. I'm treating these, like, big blockbuster things where I already have a sense that I know that I'm going to get quality, mm-hmm. where I just, like, put up the blinders on it. Like, Endgame, I'm doing the same thing. It's like, I don't want to look at fucking any more trailers or TV spots mm-hmm. or, or hear uh, actors say, like, oh, I may not make it to the end. Like, yeah. get the or see like here.
1: mark ruffalo kind of goof yeah. and like spoil or something no 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 Naji. i'm in that same boat where it's like i don't want to see the most recent trailers because it's so close it's a week away yeah so last of us like i Mm-mm.
0: it's a little different i do want to see a little bit more gameplay but then it's like okay just tell me when the game comes out Let's
1: actually up. i saw enough gameplay when they downloaded yeah. it at e3 like that stuff with ellie was really really cool the contextual combat the melee the kill animations i was like you sold me with that right there
0: down yeah true yeah. true true so all the mocap is done It's done, and they're saying it's the most ambitious i wonder what the hell is it just like the most are we gonna get a fucking like metal gear solid 4 odyssey where it's like 14 hours of cut scenes?
1: i think it's gonna be pretty intense and i yeah. i probably think it's gonna have many different legs of a narrative to stand on like it's not just gonna be the same well here's ellie and joel and who they encounter along the way it's like I feel like we're going to have some segmented Joel stuff, segmented Ellie stuff, some supporting characters here and there, maybe some time jump stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe. Now the question is, is the theory that Joel is dead stand? Because it's like they wrapped filming together, mm-hmm. so it seems like he was there for a lot of it. I don't know. Does he just show up as a ghost giving her advice, or, or is he like a crazy old man out in the woods now? They're, they're, they're <laughs> you know, I, I need to know. I need to know what's going on.
1: I don't know if they filmed all the scenes in order chronologically in terms of like how they appear in the game. Oh, yeah, So of they, they yeah. could have done stuff out of order. That's true. Mm. God damn it, we'll never know. We'll never know. We'll never find out. I mean, I, I don't doubt that he's dead at some point yep. in the game i think that would be a good way to end their story together mm-hmm. uh, however they execute it. i don't know i'll leave it to druckman and his crew because they do magic with their narratives but i don't know i want to see more of ellie this quest for revenge while some people could say is a little one note i like those stories you know think of like kiddo and kill bill or old boy like those revenge tales are really gripping and if it comes at the cost of goal uh, joel or maybe her losing a lover and that fueling her fuck yes
0: Yeah, you just want want people to die. I want people to
1: die, dude. Jesus, and it's set in Seattle.
0: Wow, yeah, that's true.
1: (laughs) That's near and dear to us, actually, physically. Now (laughs) we live next to it. Do you think we're gonna get like another sort of standalone expansion with this down (laughs) the line? I don't know. Mm. I really don't know. Like,
0: I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. And if you look at patterns uh uncharted 4 and the original last of us tell us is gonna be yes we're probably okay. gonna get some sort of additional story or maybe even a standalone i think that would be cool to play mm-hmm. as different characters within the last of us universe and a kind of a lost legacy chapter thing thing like that
1: that would actually be kind of neat yeah that's what i'm saying or i wouldn't even mind like a little anthology thing like here's four snippets uh maybe you get mm-hmm. to play as sam and henry for a little bit maybe you get to play as Tess doing her own thing give
0: me give me the jeep from part from uncharted 4 though
1: oh it's a good jeep going around but like <laughs> i'm
0: i'm like hooking up like clickers and shit oh yeah Yo, right? that's a mashup i didn't know i needed
1: yeah that's a multiplayer
0: yeah and, and bring the rope too
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bring for sure bring the rope because grappling sure. hooks make things way better i'm hyped <clears throat> you know days days gone's coming out apparently oh yeah that comes out on what the 26 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You were saying online, you tweeted that you feel like nobody outside of the game's media sphere has talked about this game. No, I really don't feel that. Yeah. I, well, because I, they're the people who have gotten to play it. Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly.
0: Maybe it's one of those games where it converts anybody that touches it. But mm-hmm. right now, like we were talking to a friend of ours and I was like, yeah, Day- Days Gone comes out. And it doesn't seem like it. And he was just like, well, it's been in Steam Early Access for like two years. And I looked at him like, it's a. PS4 exclusive, mm-hmm. and he's like, no, 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 it's like that one of those survival games. There's so many like them, and I was like, oh no, we what? got some brand confusion
1: with Daisy. Oh, that's what it was, Daisy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck.
0: Uh oh, <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, it's not good, yeah. if, especially if it's like if somebody can look at that game and the the title in combination with kind of like the bland, zombie aesthetic, mm-hmm. yeah, that may not be the best thing, you know? Because, like, when you look at Last of Us, it's distinctive, you mm-hmm. know? It it, it it ascribes to the idea of a colorful, green apocalypse, because mm-hmm. the Earth moves on past humanity. That's
1: true. Always. You have these very gray settings, but it's overcome with, like, foliage like you go to these decrepit buildings and there's like full-on trees in there growing so it's yeah it's a different take yeah yeah so So
0: we'll we'll see what it does Mm -hmm. i i hope for good things for sony bend you got a cool name i like saying sony bend Mm -hmm. that's good
1: and they're close to us sony bend yeah they're
0: in bend oregon they're that's a place
1: yeah Bend, Oregon. Yep. All
0: right, let's let's take a visit, dude. Let's do it. Get some IPAs with those boys. Ooh, hell yeah. And gals, and gals. Don't be that way, Daniel.
1: Uh, sidebar here. Actually, we didn't write anything about this, but yeah, yeah. one of the voice actors who was in um, Horizon Zero Dawn, the Frozen Wildlands, mm. accidentally like leaked the idea that there's going to be a Horizon Zero Dawn two sequel. <gasps> Yeah, I forget the whole con- context of it, but she's like, "Oh, if you guys only knew what they were working on right now, the sequel is going to be really hype." And oh fuck, dude! Yeah, <laughs> like okay, you kind of <laughs> that really would be just... my
0: first like in- instinct. I would look at that tweet, be like, "Fuck, dude!" <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, I think of course, and I think of course that's going to be one of the uh, strong arm in games that's going to get people to get a mm-hmm. PS Five if they release it on there.
1: Honestly, if that was like one of the launch titles, or that came within the first year, that would be really impressive. Oh my god, um, hell yeah! I really hope I- they don't decide to launch with like another Killzone game instead because i think i don't know let gorilla keep doing this horizon zero dawn work
0: yeah i wouldn't get that where it's like okay guys we we prove that we let you out of the fucking kill zone pen and you could do great things now get back in get back in there make that
1: multiplayer (laughs) game we need
0: no kill fuck kills we're done
1: (laughs) yeah but we'll, we'll report on more of that as it happens we're reporters. We are reporters. Not mm-hmm. like Trier though. Number five on here, Ubisoft offers Assassin's Creed Unity for free on PC following the fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. Mm. Uh, I didn't actually write any of this myself. Um, this all comes <laughs> from Harriet Demonsky <laughs> at TechRadar.com. I'm going to be honest. I just pull quoted all of it. So shout out to you, Harriet, for this good, good news. Give him a click. Quote, following the tragic burning of the Notre Dame Cathedral spire in Paris, Ubisoft, the developers behind the historically driven Assassin's Creed series, has responded charitably. For the next week, until April 25th, PC users will be able to download Assassin's Creed Unity for free. Mm. This entry into the franchise lets players explore late 18th century Paris during the French Revolution, including a recreation of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Mm. Quote, Ubisoft wants to give all gamers... All gamers, all of you. The chance to experience the majesty and beauty of the cathedral, the publisher statement reads. You can download Assassin's Creed Unity on PC for free here, and you'll own it forever in your Uplay Games library. End quote. In a 2014 interview with Geek Ireland, level designer Carolyn Mouse said that the in-game interior and exterior of Notre Dame took 14 months of production, and it took three weeks to dress its interior in accordance to the Revolution era. Mm. The result is a fully explorable 90% scale model of the real deal. Hot damn. On top of the free video game offer, Ubisoft is joining in the efforts to restore the iconic Paris landmark by pledging 500,000 euro, which is 562,325 in American dollars, if you're like me and didn't know. The developer also encourages, quote, all who want to help with the restoration and reconstruction of the cathedral to join Ubisoft in donating, end quote.
0: Okay, that's that's good shit right there. Mm-hmm. That is a... a um, it's a good gamer move. An industry leader stepping up. Mm-hmm. That's a good move right there. That's pretty cool. Um, Unity is such an interesting game. If it weren't for the bugs, it actually has a pretty phenomenal story and some interesting gameplay conceits. So I think it's pretty cool that people are getting to revisit it. I wanted to add on to this. Mm -hmm. People apparently are doing... The reverse review bombing Unity on on PC.
1: What a weird time to be alive. What
0: a weird time. So which which means if, if we want to talk about the reverse, they're leaving positive comments and just praising the game outright and Ubisoft for mm-hmm. this action. One person was talking about how uh, it was kind of near and dear to them because they live in Paris, and when they heard about the fire, they they were just kind of struck because they're like, I just got through Unity, and it was like it kind of affect me because i felt like i was there because in mm-hmm. a way i was because it was so it was so accurate in the game mm-hmm. that's that yeah that's kind of a that's kind of a powerful thing right there
1: i mean that's how transformative their games are mm-hmm. they're not always historically accurate but i do feel like they put a lot of time and resource and research into creating environments buildings and things that are reminiscent of the eras these games take place in mm-hmm. um their their history and localization teams are just fucking awesome No phenomenal work and
0: you know that, that mm-hmm. that's a thing
1: yeah i i
0: was musing about uh, the building itself, the cathedral. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the issue, or, or at least why it went down so quickly, was that they they didn't fireproof it in the same way that they would have done for other uh, buildings because of its historical significance. Okay, so they they kind of told themselves that it would, those modifications would almost kind of bastardize the original artwork. So mm-hmm. it's this weird, unfortunate irony that in order to preserve history. That was the reason that it burned faster, you know. That's 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 kind of crazy, but that's apparently they're pledging a lot of money to rebuild it and and kind of restore it to what it was. But there is of course a lot of artifacts, a lot of shit mm-hmm. that was just lost in the fire. But the firefighters that are working around the clock were actually uh, kind of rescuing some of that art and some of those mm-hmm. those uh, stuff like as they were going along and fighting the fire at the same time. That's kind of crazy yeah. because they were trained for it. They have actually practiced scenarios where they would have to do that, like, you know, get out the art from burning building.
1: That's actually really interesting because, yes. like, you think of them always, like, going out of a limb to uh, rescue live people mm-hmm. or animals in the situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what we know, there have been no casualties. No, uh, yeah, no reported fire, casualties. Awesome. Yep. Um, so to think that, okay, they're going to put this fire out, stop it, reduce damage, but also have the know-how to save important historical artifacts like that's cool that's really cool
0: yeah yeah so they're specifically tailored and then you know Mm-mm. of course fucking trump had to tweet some bullshit about it. you should probably uh have some helicopters uh drop some water tanks on there and the fire the, the, the fire brigade's response was like we have done everything except that because that would actually damage the building more
1: mm. <laughs> don't ever trust his leading (laughs) opinion on anything here and i want to say ubisoft i applaud your work you guys are doing great industry work in terms of accessibility going out of your way to donate um and really trailblaze for your own games and and taking risk on your ip and your your studios i love that and of course
0: paris is near and dear to their heart
1: of course yeah because they have uh
0: they're from there. They're a they French publisher. I was going to say they're a a French publisher. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: but on the flip side, you got to have all these other billionaires who are donating to, you know, fix the cathedral. All this money coming in from all over the place. And I just want to say Flint, Michigan still doesn't have fucking clean water. I'm just going to say that. That's a fact. So. That is a fact. I don't want to get on a PC soapbox, but it's been years, guys.
0: Yeah. Billionaires, you're going to die. What are you going to do with that money? Come mm-hmm. on. You're gonna die one day. You're gonna die one day. I mean, you might live longer because you, you know, you, you can become half a cyborg with all that money, probably, mm-hmm. which would be my first thing. I am Stadia. You I don't know, want like a cyborg fucking, billionaires. A stream games out of my eyeballs.
1: <laughs> Fuck! What is this dystopic future? Don't give me money then. Don't give me money. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy your fucking Capcom collections.
0: Shut up. I want it, Daniel. <laughs> Number six, after seven thousand leaks, Microsoft finally announces their discless version of the Xbox One, mm. dubbed the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, or the Xbox Sad for short. People are really calling it that.
1: I'm gonna just take a take a step back here, and like I think the Sad is really funny, but it's Xbox. Sade. 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 Yes. Smooth operator is in the building with Xbox.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm sure the, the brand manager over in Redmond, Washington would be so happy to hear that from you. The <laughs> they like, yeah, that's what I meant. Fuck. I
1: love Sade. In your I'm... eyes.
0: Why does everyone say it's sad? <laughs> <laughs> the system houses all the same specs as the normal Xbox One SKU, except for a disk drive. It's one pound less than the standard S, and at two hundred and forty nine ninety nine, dollars 99 it's also 50 bucks cheaper.
1: Uh-huh that's on, a big one right on there. On that note they said no matter where the standard S is priced this will always be $50 cheaper. Yeah so it, if
0: we see holiday sales it's mm-hmm. going to like fluctuate for the S2? Yeah. for an Xbox One S that's all digital. What do you think of that?
1: I mean, for somebody like me who's not really too invested in the Microsoft hardware and might want to play some of those games just, you know, to try them. Yeah. I think think that's who this is for. That's true. Mm -hmm. And you know, you can download every like 360
0: game that they made backward compatible as well. Oh, that's hype. So I can finally get you to play Alan Wake. I've been really meaning to like, I think you'd really dig that game, dude. Really, really dig that game. I'd be down on that.
1: I think some of the Dead Space games are actually backwards compatible there. Nice that oh game.
0: so... Man, you're just gonna be playing those shits yeah, over and over. I'm going mark damn it. Never mind. I try to recommend a thing, and it's always Dead Space. It's always Dead Space. I mean, I was down to play Sunset
1: Overdrive, but okay.
0: <laughs> hey, you want to hear Microsoft's sales line? Mm. Of course you do. Quote: "Go all digital with the Xbox One S All Digital Edition, and build a library of digital games that travels with you and is available in the cloud. Take your cloud saves on the go, and enjoy the ability to pre-order." <laughs> And pre-install upcoming games so you're ready to play the moment they launch. Wow. Expand your options with Xbox Game Pass, discovering and downloading over 100 great games. Subscription uh, sold early, So just keep that in mind right there. Okay. To support their all-digital, all-the-time future, Microsoft is merging Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Game Pass to form Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Oh my god. I would have called it, like, the... Xbox Gold Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, yeah, that that would have made more sense. The combo will be fourteen ninety nine a month versus the ten dollars you'd spend per subscription type otherwise. If you have a gold or if you have a gold membership already, you can upgrade your existing subscription and just pay the difference to get on the Game Pass portal. Okay. Do you think that's a value proposition? I think since you need um, Xbox Live Gold for mm-hmm. online pay yeah i mean they got they got you it's a gotcha okay no it, it, it could be ten dollars for both and they will be just fine but then again you know a business has got a biz that's well, what i
1: always games say. pass almost like walks this line of being kind of mandatory like okay you're gonna have digital games that you could probably buy from like the xbox was it the marketplace
0: mm-hmm. what do they call
1: it um that you could just download as you go but otherwise it's like well if you want like A lot of these other things, want to try stuff, want to play games that are, you know, hot and new, but you don't want to pay the full 60 bucks for it. Like, this might be your only way into accessing all those. Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh,
0: I mean, if you wanted that kind of ecosystem, Mm -hmm. uh, rather than the traditional, like, I buy a disc and I plug you in and I, you know, I that's it. MSRP. Like, no, there's deals on Game Pass and all that. Yes. And Xbox Live Gold also does the free games thing too. So in conjunction, you're getting a shit ton of free games yeah. like out, of, out of nowhere. There's a lot of
1: value for sure. Yeah. So um,
0: I, I think there's a value play, it, especially if you know that, hey, maybe like Xbox Game Pass is going to be like Division One is like free or some mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I can't play that game unless I have Xbox Live Gold, mm-hmm. so you, you have to kind of merge these together, so it makes sense.
1: I mean, we're going to get some cool stuff. I imagine down the line we're going to see some mm. cool Nintendo crossover, too. That'll probably make that a whole other level of attractive.
0: What do you mean?
1: I don't know. You see the intermingling with, with Microsoft and Nintendo? What do you think? I don't think it's out of the question. Do think that Mario
0: day... Odyssey is going to be on the Xbox, Daniel?
1: Nothing that big, but they might take their chance with something smaller.
0: You think Skyward Sword's going to be on the
1: fucking Xbox? Yeah, that's the place they'll put it. <laughs> or no, you mean, do you mean like Pikmin 1? <laughs> yeah, Pikmin 1. Uh.
0: That would be such a strange thing though, but it's not out of there. You remember how um, there was a bunch of Sega Dreamcast games on the Xbox mm-hmm. because of like a Microsoft deal? Yeah. Uh, like Crazy Taxi and stuff like that was on there. So I I have to wonder, are we going to see
1: something like fucking get GameCube games on the Xbox Game Pass? Sure, give me eternal darkness, dude.
0: It's outlandish. It's outlandish. I know. It's
1: it's it's crazy to think of, but uh, like even
0: saying it out loud, like edit this out. I can't. I'm not even comfortable I, saying I, such
1: I, a thing. I'm so uncomfortable by this notion.
0: What is? It's like a fucking gaming commune with you. <laughs> what, what is?
1: That? <laughs> but it's interesting to see Microsoft double down on their digital only uh, initiatives, their cloud streaming initiatives. Yeah. Um, like if they're gonna go in on it, they. I think this is kind of the way to lean into it hard. Some people didn't think the price was that attractive you think it should be cheaper
0: probably 200 for a discless xbox one yeah but then again you have a you have a terabyte on that Mm -hmm. on that bad boy you know, but then again, you need a terabyte
1: because most games are fifty gigabytes. Even still, so, what you can get an Xbox One S for what, like 350 dollars?
0: Xbox One S, um, the standard is uh, three hundred right now. Oh yeah, because it's so $50 it's like fifty more. bucks different. Like I, I think you're gonna get a lot more movement if it was two hundred mm-hmm. and still have the same feature suite. Of course, of course, of course.
1: my thing is like for all that price, <clears throat> you're getting like a state of the art drive. You're getting what up to four K with the One S. You're getting all these features. HDR. Sets. You're getting yeah. HDR. All this crazy shit. And then to be like, okay, our discos version is $50 cheaper. No, it needs to be a little yeah, cheaper than that. I, I, I think Microsoft would make the exact same sure. argument, but at the same time... And you're asking me to spend, what, close to $150 a year on Xbox yeah. Gold and Xbox Game Pass. Okay,
0: so that's the thing. So. I feel like they could have really killed it if this was $250 and also worked in Xbox Game Pass for the whole fucking year. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a one-year subscription. They just go like, we get you in. That's how you keep people, because then after that one year, this is a long game.
1: Like a one-year free trial, you're saying? Exactly. Okay.
0: A one-year free trial, not not fucking a week, not a month, because mm-hmm. like as far as I'm aware, you don't you you can only get like a the month free trial, right? Yes. Or I think they have one. I think I saw a deal where it's three months and it's a dollar each free for the first three months. Oh wow. And that, that's pretty good too. But if you really wanted to kill it and move people to an all digital feature, your mm-hmm. Game Pass should have been in the fucking box with a free year. And then you keep people onboarded,
1: okay? If not that, then at least maybe Xbox Gold.
0: Yeah, at least. Like one or the yeah, other. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's where you can get away with two fifty if you basically gave me this entire digital universe that you wanted to mm-hmm. create right out of the box. But but they did at least package Sea of Thieves, uh, One of the Forzas and some other fucking game. Minecraft. Later. Minecraft. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. But those
1: are <laughs> old games at this point. well sea of thieves is probably like the newest one probably the
0: newest and probably the one that like i think they have an update on the horizon Mm -hmm. or some sort of dlc for it so it's like oh yeah
1: okay that that's their yeah I don't know. You could have pushed for like a bigger marquee title. Give us a Halo game. Give us something else. Oh,
0: shit. Daniel, damn, man, there's that
1: gamer entitlement, dude. I got that gamer entitlement. I don't know why. The gamers are getting to me, dude. coming at
0: you. Phil Spencer, like every time you buy an Xbox One S without the disc, Mm -hmm. a weight is lifted from his shoulders. That disc drive was fucking breaking his back, Daniel.
1: I'm sure. And you want more free shit from him? I want all the shit from everybody. (laughs) I don't want Diablo to be a mobile game fuck you do you think this is gonna lead into xbox their next iterative console the big one whether it's maverick or whatever they're supposed to be calling it anaconda um do you <laughs> yeah, think their remember. next big console is gonna be discless as well or they're gonna have like different SKUs where like here's our big bertha all specs on board disk drive xbox and then here's like a discless skew on top of that
0: i think it stands to reason but there's uh I, I think it stands to reason to have here's our premium and here's our you know whatever mm-hmm. the disc driveless xbox one two yeah whatever what, what the it? fuck you're gonna call it But there's also some danger in having too many SKUs in the market always Mm. because you just might, you know, kind of confuse a customer where it's like, ah, what's the difference? And then they feel like trust is kind of broken if it's like there's a variable like, oh, this one has 500 gigabytes. This one has one terabyte. And they're just like, oh, shit, I wanted this with this. This Mm -hmm. is weird. So actually, Daniel, Hmm. so I bought a new laptop recently. And when you check out on Amazon on the cart, you kind of construct it. You know, you choose a GPU, you choose a CPU shit the processor, the type of screen and all that stuff okay. right there and how big the hard drive is. The future of Xbox might be something very similar to that where it's like, mm. OK, guys, here's the base Xbox two. And then you build out on top of that. Do you want a disk drive? No? Okay, cool. Well, How big of a hard drive do you want? Okay, cool. You want a terabyte or two terabytes even, you know? Hmm. And then you choose that feature suite yourself rather than confusing the market with multiple SKUs and da 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 That doesn't quite fit the retail model going no, on. No, it doesn't. But it would be really cool if you could start doing something like that, walk into the Microsoft store and be like, here's my build that I want, or do it online. I,
1: I th- yeah, I think um, by retail, physically, you're still going to have your standard Xbox, yeah. next-gen model, whatever it is. But through online venues or, like you said, the Microsoft Store, I think that's more possible there because um, mm-hmm. you're speaking to the sort of people who want a very game tailored experience to them in terms of graphical output or capabilities, stream outputs, UI stuff. So I think that'd be smart. Actually, that's a really good call. I think they're yeah. really <laughs>
0: smart. But that might be maybe that's a lot for for like what we're used to in in hardware from consoles, mm-hmm. where it's like just give me everything out of the box. You know, that's kind of the whole thing about console gaming. It's all out of the box for us, and we don't have to fucking worry about a Thing, mm-hmm. you know so I, I don't know I. that's why it's so cheap yeah exactly you know so mm, that'd be an interesting thing hey Microsoft I live in Washington mm-hmm. if you wanted to th- now we'll, we'll, we'll take this offline we, we don't have to talk about this that this guy's here. got some ideas <laughs> I got some ideas for you Philly Spence I'm gonna walk in there, I'm gonna be like hey Battletoads fuck that Cadillacs and dinosaurs Cadillacs we're, and dinosaurs we're bringing C-A-Z. it back we're bringing it back I already got a partnership with Capcom
1: they're out in the car come on <laughs> Quick aside here. Yeah, do you think Sony is going to do something similar, like have a discless PS4? I,
0: you know, uh, we're okay. gonna we're gonna talk about this later. Okay. Something about you know the next big thing that they got coming, but sure. they did kind of mention that physical media is still a part of their strategy. I like it, but I, it's not out of the realm of reason for okay. sure. Not out of the realm of reason, but also I think Sony is cognizant of the fact that maybe they don't have to innovate as as much on that level to be like look try this experimental Mm skew because ps4 is a goddamn success or runaway success so they can come out and replicate that model and probably still do
1: very very well I think they're resting on the laurels of their exclusivity Oh, but we're gonna get into it oh you think
0: they're bitching out
1: <laughs> no 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 I think they know what they're doing I think it's working for them for
0: sure they called Sean in the bitch wow got that on record it's pretty Sean, crazy
1: Sean I love you Sean yeah
0: yeah somebody's asking for a Vita to get uh, upside their head <laughs> <laughs> shrieking into my neck <laughs> well, yeah right into your neck man speaking of exclusivity let's have a conversation sure this is a follow up to something that we were discussing before about Epic Store uh, or you know Epic Epic's launcher, the Epic mm. Store. What is it fucking called? The Epic Game Store. Yeah, there we the go. Epic Game Store. And we can't say games. There's no plural, huh? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Xbox Game Pass? Games Pass? Bricks my dumb mind. Number seven on here, my friend. <laughs> Number seven. Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford says the Epic Game Store will unmonopolize Steam. Now, here on the save room. Daniel and myself, we like, to, we like to, you know, poke Randy in the ribs here and there. I think he's, as far as gaming goes, kind of a controversial uh, figure. Mm-hmm. He says some shit that maybe he shouldn't. and He's made
1: some weird business decisions here and there.
0: There's definitely been some choices that are questionable. But I will say that though we discuss and muse and speculate, we don't know the full story and from all accounts i hear he's a very nice guy mm-hmm. and i've actually met the guy and he was nothing but sweet to me so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna that was kevin being real for a sure
1: second. i think he actually raises some really phenomenally specific points here um and I'm, I'm glad you really did pull some of the the better ones
0: and that's the thing because i really wanted a developer's perspective on what's going on with epic and their and you know what they've been doing so mm-hmm. here take here's a ride the Magical Pitchford tweeted a word storm last week in response to a fan arguing for Gearbox to reconsider Borderlands 3's timed exclusivity to Epic's PC platform. Pitchford explained that the deal was made between Epic and 2K Games, not Gearbox and Epic. Hmm. However... He personally supports the shit out of the decision. Here's some interesting quotes. First quote. My expectation is that Epic's investment in technology will outpace valves
1: substantially.
0: Yeah. When we look back at Steam in five or ten years, it may look like a dying store and other competitive stores will be the place to be. End quote. Randy believes competition is going to be the best for consumers. While Epic's launcher may not be the leading store in a decade, he says they're better positioned because they welcome other publishers to sell on their platform, unlike EA's Origin and unlike Ubisoft's Uplay. And they demonstrated credibility for over 20 years through the Unreal Engine, reinvesting into the engine, quote, to the benefit of customers and developers, end quote. Here's another Randy quote, uh, meanwhile, Valve has taken an absurd cut of revenue, which would be fine, except they have not reinvested it. This is where looking at the values of the company are important, end quote. Randomist went on to describe Borderlands 3 as a force function, one that'll draw in consumers and also push Epic to bring desired features to their store. Here's some wisdom from the magnanimous <laughs> magician, <laughs> quote... At the end of the day, these kinds of movements in our industry are always precipitated from content to move us. It took Half-Life 2 to even get us not quite comfortable enough to swallow the steam pill back in the day. And so we're going to swallow the epic game store pill with Borderlands 3. And some of you guys are gonna hate it and scream bloody murder and you'll even blame me personally for it. And you can bitch and moan and brigade and stalk my shit. But at the end of the day, when we look back at this moment, we'll realize that this was the moment where the digital stores and PC became unmonopolized. End quote. What a powerful thing to say. Yeah, I, I'm
1: floored <laughs> by his sentiments here.
0: What a He's got the flair for the dramatic, like most stage magicians. That's true. <laughs> but he's got a goddamn point, which is why I wanted to point, of this, point this out. Mm-hmm. And like I said in the last episode, we're so used to what... Valve's definition of fair and fair competition Mm -hmm. and what a a launcher should be Mm -hmm. through Steam. And... His point, Randy's point, is that no one has challenged them in the meantime, you know? Especially these publisher-owned uh, platforms mm-hmm. like Uplay and shit like that. They haven't challenged Steam on their own turf. Mm-hmm. And Epic is trying to do that. And it, it's a benefit for the consumers because eventually it's just going to make... Well, it, this is what it should do. It should force Valve to be better mm-hmm. or Epic's just going to outpace it.
1: That's what it is. I think those are two inevitabilities right there. Yeah. Um, you look at... You play um, another launchers, Origins, uh, Blizznet, and they're great at housing the games that are developed within those overheads. But then you look at Steam, which is this fucking just monopolized platform for every sort of creator from every walk of life, whatever, whatever. And they're putting out such a high volume of games. Epic comes along, tries to do the same thing. And I think they're going about it in a smart way. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to take five to ten years for them to get that sort of acclaim. But they, like he says... They already have stock faith in the industry. For 20 years, people have been using um, Unreal Engine, and it's one of the most popular engines for a reason, because it's good. Games are delivered in a certain level of polish in that engine. And it's... I mean, yeah, sure, you have to pay some revenue back to them, but, like, you get a good product in the end. You know, it's not a Frostbite situation. Uh,
0: Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is confirmed to be uh, being made in Unreal Engine. Fuck yeah,
1: that's awesome. Fuck you, Frostbite! So, it's... That's all cool. And then his second point that... Valve has all this money that they've taken from these publishers, but they have yet to reinvest it. Mm -hmm. I think that's a a little fascinating poke because you see Epic definitely like putting money back into development and things that matter, uh, giving it back to the publishers and developers who are going to use their platform. And they're trying to foster a better ecosystem.
0: Mm-hmm. And they have already exhibited the fact that when they get on the uptake, they give back. Mm-hmm. They have given back with uh, Fortnite, essentially. Yes. And they're like, hey, you know, we want to reinvest in different things and, and make shit better. And it's it's interesting because uh, they made some big moves with Unreal Engine, right? They, like, the reduced the cut that they're licensing it out. Mm-hmm. And then they made their... Um, the, unreal engine of the creator workshop mm-hmm. they made that better for you know everyone which is really cool so it's like fuck these guys are doing some shit mm-hmm. i think tim sweeney is such an interesting person man as as far as the ceo goes because he has the mind of a developer and he mm-hmm. has the mind of like to be a leader means to give and to kind of either push or support everyone to get everyone better which isn't
1: is- that the kind of coo or vp or president of a company that you'd want these yeah. people who have been in development roles. I mean, look at Neil Druckmann, who has been a narrative designer and developer for all these years, now as VP of Naughty Dog. Like, he knows what it's like to be on that side and want to give back to the people who mm-hmm. make those teams great. So it, yeah, same with Tim Sweeney. Like, it's admirable to see him kind of supporting that platform in that that positive, cool way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I and I again, I don't think it's a bad thing that there's competition in town. Yeah, it doesn't have the features you want right now,
1: mm-hmm. but it will. But it will. It will. <laughs> like we have to know. If there's anything we've known about Epic and Fortnite is that they are rolling in the money and they have nothing but want and the ability to make mm-hmm. their platform better, more sustainable, more tailored to you. You oh. look at it at a on a micro level with a game like Fortnite, where it's like seasons come and they iterate because they're listening to people. Don't you think they'll do the same thing for their fucking launcher? All right. Like I think it's gonna happen. Also, I want to give a tip of the hat
0: to Mr. Mr. Pitchford, because it's a good fucking point. When Steam launched, the way that they got people to chop down on that pill was Half-Life 2. It was exclusive to that launcher. Oh, really? Yeah. But everyone was like, oh, it makes sense. You know, Valve made Steam and blah, 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 blah. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, Epic is doing similar moves, but they're just doing it with third-party games. Like, ah, they're doing what they can, but that's how they're going to get people to onboard, and that's how they're going to foster the ecosystem. They see trends. They've in here in the industry they've watched Mm -hmm.
1: so and what better way to take the reins with a game like borderlands 3 (sighs)
0: yeah randy kept on going about like it's arguably the biggest game to come to epic Mm game store and i'm just like yeah you're right
1: do you think he (laughs) earnestly believes this Mm -hmm. or it's like he's speaking from the money that he's getting from this deal
0: well, that's the thing. the The money from this deal, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. But you know, Two K might be the one that's more on the, uh, the, the take on that for sure. yeah, than than anyone else. And of course, like he also pointed out, they made that decision. Mm-hmm. That was definitely something they negotiated between themselves in epic. They not... put the take and take too, man. Yeah. So it's also one of those things where I think in that same thread, also. He basically blew this guy up in his mentions because he was like, "Fine, I'm gonna, I'll finally listen to you. Let's have this mm-hmm. discourse, but don't get fucking mad and da 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 and yeah. hear me out." And i've never seen a developer drop like 20 to 30 fucking tweets in somebody's mentions before
1: it was a lot you're like hey did you lot. see you're like i added something it to the so doc much. it's this pitch for spiel i was like oh is it about the epic game store you're like yeah and i was like yeah. i saw that i couldn't it was a wall it was of a tweets. journey <laughs> and you're like but i read it all and i was not, like,
0: awesome not all of it was like coherent or sure. salient arguments but there was some there was some really good left hooks in there <laughs> it's funny because sure.
1: he's such a colorful individual yeah. on twitter with his right. Battleborn hype or how he's talked about things in the past yes um, yes indeed and so to just see him come at it with with some succinctness on top of his normal yeah. pitchfork flair it, it was interesting
0: right because like this this guy and i the, the fan was basically saying like you're not listening to our feedback and mm-hmm. he's like uh we are definitely listening to your feedback but just because we don't act on it does not mean we have not heard you mm-hmm. we may just disagree have yeah. you ever thought about that is what he asked them. <laughs> and they're like well no it, it it being on uh epic hurts it it, it hurts the game and it hurts the fans and he's like I beg to differ Mm -hmm. and then he launched into his points about how it's going to unmonopolize Steam and all this shit you know so I
1: don't think he's wrong I don't think he's wrong but also we are five months away from Borderlands 3 coming out on Epic we don't know the significance it's going to have on that platform we don't know how it's going to play out on that platform you just have this negative speculation that it's going to bring down the entire gaming sphere when it could be a very great thing
0: Right, it might be the first steps to a very different kind of PC uh, ecosystem, Mm -hmm. for sure. We just have to wait and see. Mm -hmm. But again, if you have problems with it, man, it's like, just keep in mind the context here. Choice from 2K, Mm -hmm. not Gearbox, Mm -hmm. and you don't have to buy it if you don't like it. That's true. And that's the hardest pill for gamers to swallow, because they still want it, Mm -hmm. but they want it the way they want it. Yeah, Not the way that makes sense for the developer
1: or a publisher.
0: And I agree. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I agree. It's like, hey, you have the right to be like, hey, that's, I don't like this. You have
1: absolutely that right. I mean, yeah, you have your right to review bombing, even though it's completely whack, but you're going to do what you got to do. Yeah, you,
0: you got to do what you got to do. I get it. You're the one spending the money. Mm-hmm. But remember, you don't always have to spend that money if you don't like something. That's so- true.
1: That's the biggest way to speak and make a statement. Just speak with your wallet or don't spend any money at all, you know? <laughs> I. But I do like this because it's another instance of that fraught developer publisher relationship and things happening that maybe we don't agree with, but it isn't the choice of these developers and narrative leads that we love and cherish. Sometimes there's something else going on that we don't know about. So, well, Pitchford, I wish you the luck in September with the gamers. Mm -hmm. They could be harsh, but they could be fair. We saw the gamer Jesus today, by the way,
0: <laughs> we went into oh, a GameStop true. so
1: you could pre order MK11 and we saw the giant cutout of the Jesus Psycho Bandit. Oh, no, we
0: do, do. He's Gamer Jesus. He's you gamer just have Jesus. to take
1: it. You just have to take that.
0: Now, I want to talk to you. Speaking of Jesus, mm-hmm. let's talk about the Second Coming.
1: This is the main event here on the Save Room, episode <laughs> the main
0: 59. event number eight on here. Buckle up. PlayStation 5 specs have been revealed. I was already buckled up. To the world. What I was already buckled up. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. I like that you're safe. (laughs) Now, uh, some of this uh, comes from Wired.com, written by Peter Rubin, or at least I reference his article. Please go check it out. They had the exclusive where they talked to Mike uh, Mark Cerny Mm -hmm. about PS5 specs. Now,
1: it's so weird that they did it in such a like intimate, exclusive thing like that. Like of all places, like you figured they would maybe control the message. I don't know. Like in a conference of their own, but no, they did an interview with Wired
0: i beg to differ i i think it makes sense Mm -hmm. that unveiling these specs is kind of sensual Mm -hmm. you know to me it's kind of a it's kind of a sexy thing it's a sexy thing knowing about this console okay you know i'm I'm, I'm gonna bet it
1: so you like this behind the 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 door reveal
0: right i'm stick my dick in this ps5 yeah that's what i'm trying to get (laughs) let's throw all this out i'm sorry (laughs) just let me say my thing (laughs) So yeah, some of this comes from Wired.com, written by Peter Rubin. Go check out that uh, article. They had the exclusive on this interview. Now, the system's lead architect and producer, Mark Neckbaby Cerny, sat down with Wired to talk about Sony's successor to the PlayStation 4. Gamers, strap in for some technical jargon. Sony isn't calling it the PS5 yet. Instead, Cerny coyly refers to it as, quote, the next-gen console, end quote, throughout the interview, presumably with a devilish smile on his face. Multiple unnamed studios already have dev kits so that they will, quote, have the time they need to adjust to its capabilities, end quote. That's kind of cool to know that people might be, uh, the studios out there might, like, already developing for it or trying to figure out what they can do with it. From what we
1: know, people yeah. have had dev kits, like, from the beginning of the year, which is pretty yeah. crazy,
0: and apparently Sony has like shored up on doing that right now. Like mm-hmm. they've they've increased like all the dev kits that they're sending out to prepare for their their future.
1: I mean that's really smart. You want to yeah. have a big new console release with a lot of support behind it. I mean look at how yeah. it was with the Switch, where it's like we had some major first party stuff and then indie support right out the gate. So. Oh yeah, definitely good play. Actually,
0: that's interesting. I wonder if there's any indie devs that have the dev kit in their. uh in their possession right now. Hmm. That'd be interesting to see. Now, the system's CPU is based on the third generation of AMD's Ryzen line. And the GPU is a custom variant of Radeon's Navi family, which supports ray tracing, mm. which is a visual technique primarily used in Hollywood films to create realistic lighting within a 3D environment. Uh, I've seen the effects. It's cool as fuck. Hmm. Like, think of how like things reflect off of uh, mirrors and glass and, and kind of just objects like that realistic okay now. so
1: it's the idea that you're gonna have hyper realistic 3d lighting just all of it yes exactly okay.
0: it's what they use for like um literally visual effects in movies to get the lighting oh, okay. right like think of the sun hitting uh koba's fur in dawn of the planet of the apes mm-hmm. essentially that is like ray tracing makes that effect okay. happen yep so cool. video games are gonna get it Now, bugged by how there was no discernible improvement to in-game audio between the PS3 and PS4, Cerny says the next-gen console houses a custom unit for 3D sound. He wants to, quote, apply significant amounts of hardware horsepower, end quote, to audio output that will be noticeable for even standard TV speakers, Uh, though the gold standard for sound will still be headphones. (laughs) (laughs) Cerny was mum on the new system's VR plans, only stating, quote, I won't go into the details of our VR strategy today beyond saying that VR is very important to us and that the current PSVR headset is now compatible with the new console,
1: end quote. I mean, if you're looking into stereoscopic sound on top of visuals, yeah, I think VR is going to be a huge component.
0: Yeah, that might be the next step right there. But, Daniel, the mm-hmm. true game changer, Surdy says, is the fact that the new console will have a solid state drive. <sighs> yeah. I love it. To prove how dramatic of a difference an SSD makes, Cerny used Insomniac Spider Man as a live example. He showed that fast travel on the PS4 version takes about 15 seconds to load. Booting Spidey up on one of the next gen dev kits, he showed that the same instance of fast travel was reduced to precisely 0.8 seconds. Wow. What the fuck? That's a fast spider. <laughs> It <laughs> does more than what a spider can, evidently. <laughs> Holy shit. Now, the SSD will allow games to be rendered faster, thus chipping away little visual tricks developers use to make you forget that you're just waiting for the game to load. Cerny envisions this power will undo those tropes, stating, quote, we're very used to flying logos at the start of the game and graphic-heavy selection screens, even things like multiplayer lobbies and intentionally detailed loadout processes because you don't want players just to be waiting, quote he says that that's going to be, like, gone. Like, imagine that. You know, having, like, uh, your Anthem load screens mm-hmm. where you, you know, the only interaction that you get to have is looking through tool tips or, like, in-game tips. Yeah. Yeah, that that shit's there just to distract you from the fact that the game needs to, like, well, render it
1: shit. I mean, we've seen some pretty egregious long-winded examples of, like, that in... in... Loading in terms of Skyrim. Mass Effect elevators. uh, Anthem, Bloodborne. These games have pretty long load screens, but then you see it cleverly hidden in Mm. games like, I don't know, God of War, where you fast travel between points and it's literally you walking this... Uh, other realm to go from one point to another right. and that's like a clever little trick to hide that the game's loading
0: and, and they're all workarounds yeah. so imagine that developers finally do not have to implement these workarounds and she could just give you a seamless experience
1: i honestly think that's probably going to be one of the highest selling points of this console like that solid state yeah. drive in that reduction of waiting and loading like that's crazy.
0: One of my favorite things uh from Resident Evil 2 remake was the fact that the entire game you had to go through one load screen, but the mm-hmm. entire game was seamless from there on out. Imagine that for like big games like The Last of Us part two. Oh my god. That would be fucking
1: crazy. I mean that would just make it all so seamless from cutscenes and gameplay to neck oh God.
0: Bloodborne with no load times?
1: That that actually will never happen. But we can hunt forever. <laughs> we can hunt every
0: day. <laughs> okay. Also, the console will support 8K. It seems more like future proofing than anything else, though, because it's unlikely very many people have adopted the five thousand dollar eight K TVs <laughs> that are on the market, <laughs> especially since there's practically no eight K programming available. And really, that's how I feel. Like mm-hmm. they're just doing it because it's like, well, one day it might be a thing. Because they said to themselves, "We expect a five to seven year lifespan for our system, so why not have that from the you know the outset?" Well,
1: I wonder if some of that's a little reactionary. <laughs> uh, To Google and Stadia with them being like, oh, we're going to have like 8K streaming, 8K capabilities, Mm. ultra, ultra HD. I feel like they had to come out of the gate with something similar to be like, oh, we've got that same graphical output. Right. We have laser tracing. We have all this stuff.
0: No, I, just, I think it's just foresight, too, where mm-hmm. it's like, if, if we hey, can babe. do it, do it. Sure. Essentially. I mean,
1: you want your machine to have the most powerful drive it can and have the best graphical output. So yeah, f- future-proofing is safe, Yeah. but I, feel, I don't know. I feel like a little bit of it was reactionary. Yeah, <laughs> I do, I do.
0: I don't know. You think Sean's scared? I think he's a little scared. I think his sphincter's going. He's like, ooh, Google's going to get us. <laughs> he's on Google Earth. <laughs> now, Cerny confirmed that the console will accept physical media and is backward Compatible with PlayStation 4 games. This is all we needed. (laughs) All we needed. Uh, at the dawn of the unnamed PS5's life cycle, several games will release for both PS4 and PS5. So we kind of, we we've already mused that that would probably happen. Mm-hmm. But we're just looking at history, you know? Like, Xbox 360, uh, fucking, I remember Burnout Revenge was on, like, PS2, but it's also on the 360 mm-hmm. and shit like that. Or, I'm sorry, the original Xbox and uh, 360. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see that happen.
1: I mean, there are a few contenders that are definitely have been announced already or showcased at mm-hmm. E3's past that could be contenders for this, whether it's the last of Part two, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding. Right. Like, I feel like these are all contenders for that right there, that in between jump.
0: But there's a serious value add, as always, where it's like, hey, the improved optimal experience of this game is on the ps5 like you could pick up death stranding for ps4 and have that thing sound like a fucking jet harrier taking off Mm -hmm. or you could jump on over to ssd land
1: (laughs) well i like the prospect too that i could have bought the last of us part 2 for my ps4 and then i can then play it on my ps5 i don't have to repurchase the game there's that it's still optimized for it there is that too. i'm sure there will be updates
0: now, Daniel. Besides that, we know little else beyond that it won't release in 2019, mm-hmm. and Cerny thinks the price will be reasonable. Here's his quote: "I believe that we will be able to release it at an SRP suggested retail price that will be appealing to gamers in light of its advanced feature set." End quote. Now, that kind of hints that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a plunge here. Sure. I'm gonna take a plunge. Five fifty.
1: You think it's gonna be five fifty? I think they're gonna try. Um, I think, I think 550 is a lot. Sony is a lot. To, Sony has definitely fucked up with pricing at launch with, with consoles in the past. I think the yeah. PS3 was probably one of the most egregious ones. It was like 600, ones. right? It was close to $600 for That's that fucking up. console, yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah, one that yeah. shot out pretty early. And then I think PS4 has maintained like the $300 range. I
0: changed my mind. 500.
1: <laughs> I think for that. It's not going to be 400, man. The sweet spot is between 400 and 500 for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think they're going to really come out of the gate with this whole, like, advanced feature set shit mm-hmm. and talking about how, hey, we're the first console with a solid state drive that's not external. Mm-hmm. It is it is internalized. Yeah. And it's a demonstrable difference. I mean, he was, he was using an example of where he was using an external SSD on his PlayStation Pro, and he was mm-hmm. like, I'm getting, like, one-third extra performance out of it in comparison to what the Wired article estimates was 19 times the performance on the PS5. That's crazy fucking (laughs) 0.8 seconds dog these are just numbers but they matter to me that mattered wow that could you imagine a fucking souls game where you didn't have to wait two minutes at for load times after you die
1: i could die faster you could
0: die faster (laughs) and better
1: no you could die in 60 frames 400 oh my god i could (laughs) die in 8k 400 to 500 that's the sweet spot i don't know what uh the hard drive space boasts what was it like one terabyte
0: I did, they actually didn't talk they about didn't that. Say, they okay. didn't say? Okay. talk about that.
1: So I imagine one terabyte is going to be the gold standard for this. Solid has state, to be, yeah. Solid, solid state drives aren't cheap. So that's going to drive the price up. Uh, tracing, all this VR output, and then the... He uh, has a name. It's Ray. Right. Ray tracing, <laughs> and uh, all the VR support, and then the backwards compatibility. Like That's going to bring it all that's up. That's a big get. For and sure. I, and
0: I love that they were like, we can't even share... They were too giddy. <laughs> to to wait to show you the console before they're like it's backward compatible
1: it's backward compatible well they knew they had to because they fucked up so hard this gen
0: yeah that is true that is so. true i mean xbox has definitely uh pulled their weight in that regard mm-hmm. versus them so that's the one thing that would have made ps5 like re- ps4 sorry really 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 attractive prospect That true. i could play any of those goddamn ps3 games on it
1: But it's funny because like that, on top of all the specs that they detailed, it's like it all sounds impressive out the gate and it's all what we want. So it's like they have our money. We're marks for Sony. And we know the Ah. exclusives that are going to come out of the gate with it as well are just going to be phenomenal. Like they're going to knock it out of the park with us. Good job, Sean. And you too, Mark, I guess. Yeah. Mark Cerny, the fucking architect architect. of, of the PS4. Oh, my God.
0: You imagine him just sitting in a room just like in Matrix Reloaded, like wearing all white in the white room, but he's just like looking at a bunch of Twitch streams.
1: His <laughs> like job actually of fascinates me.
0: Yeah, because he, he's also a game developer. <laughs> yeah. He's a game designer. Mm-hmm. He designed Crash and all that shit, all the early generation uh, PlayStation games, Spyro.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he's like, he's up in there making this fucking next gen hardware. Making Knack 2. Yo, he's, he's like a baby, uh, baby Bill Gates.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Uh, I love him.
1: I love him. He He loves a snack. So what are some special hopes outside of what they announced for you?
0: I would like better. I've said it before. We've said it. I would like better broadcasting options Mm -hmm. on there. I would like to see shit like getting closer to what OBS does for uh, people on PC Mm -hmm. that... PlayStation allows you to customize your broadcasting experience a little bit more, have different options, maybe have integration with other apps like Spotify Mm -hmm. right from the fucking console. The more that you can onboard people and give simpler solutions for stuff like streaming Mm -hmm. is going to be the better. I mean, well, it's going to saturate the shit out of twitch sure. but twitch will just have to adjust to like, i mean it's
1: already pretty oversaturated to
0: everyone's kind of wired in and all that and i think that'd be pretty cool and i would also like really because it's like since it's being run out of the actual playstation and mm-hmm. in the playstation ecosystem things like youtube and things like uh twitch tv it would be cool to integrate with the games themselves in some way because mm-hmm. we've seen examples of like um what's that game dead souls sorry 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 dead cells mm-hmm. having uh, uh Twitch chat options for people to vote what happens to you in game if you're mm-hmm. playing only on PC. That would be pretty fucking neat to see that shit come PS4 or sorry, PS5's true. way. So those are my hopes. I'm just thinking about streaming.
1: No, I, I think upping the stream <clears throat> anti and that uh, like all that stuff is going to be a big, big, it has to be a big initiative for them because that's sure. where gaming is moving. They know th- how important of a platform Twitch is in terms of influencing and getting games out there and selling products. So if I feel like it would be stupid of them to not lean hard into it this gen.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and then, um, looking at the cloud and not just as an experience for, um, you know, playing playing games or whatever x cloud mm-hmm. style whatever the fuck sure more about like supporting online games in different ways because we've seen microsoft do that with xbox one like you know mm-hmm. parts of halo 5 were based off of the cloud uh that they had yeah i would like to see that for games like make give better solutions to your developers too so they can do more interesting things and things that actually benefit gamers mm-hmm. like well you know i don't want to benefit gamers ever but i you know i mean consumers
1: i remember historically wasn't the ps4 like really easy to work with like there was a lot of like yeah design flux and things you could do within that engine and that whole ecosystem
0: yeah that's true i, yeah. I remember when uh people were reporting out and using the dev kits they're like it runs like a dream mm-hmm. and it's like way simpler and it's way closer to pc architecture so it's easier for us to develop on mm-hmm. yep okay that's an important chip make it as easy as possible because we've, you know, we talked about in the last episode, the nightmares of working with bad engines and mm. bad tool sets means that your developers cannot achieve their vision easy or even sometimes reasonably. Yeah. So.
1: I mean, for me, I'm I'm with there like you are, where I want these developers to have the best tools at their hands to make the best products. So we can keep touting uh, PS five and Sony as like the place to go for games, the place to go for graphical experiences, narrative mm-hmm. experiences, video games
0: yeah no exactly so that that th- those are the things like floating in my okay. head i also want to okay. be delighted and a nice surprise will delight me i'm i'm hoping like 2019 we get a first unveiling maybe mm. it happens more toward fall okay less so e3 time because they said they're already not gonna do the e3 thing mm-hmm. i i would like them to just delight me with something that i didn't even know i wanted from the from the successor to the ps4 you know what i'm saying
1: I I mean, I think they already have some attractive prospects. I like the stuff they're touting there. The stuff you're saying Mm. is like, that's also stuff I would like. I think it's smarter than to get out ahead two months from E3 and be like, hey, we got something coming. So whatever Xbox might be showcasing at E3, we have this in your minds. You Mm. know, PS5 is happening. And that's a cool way to get like the the groundswell and hype going for it ahead of time. Oh,
0: and uh, don't stop me from re-downloading my digital games or I will literally mushroom stamp you
1: that's fair so my thing here <laughs> one of the things that i want kind of outside of what we talked about um i've kind of seen playstation plus not necessarily like go to shit but definitely a decrease in its value for me over time with Whoa, some of the newer games go to there. shit dude i didn't say go to shit i said decrease in value mark 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 i misspoke But I want to see more flex prices for maybe their subscriptions, maybe offer a version of PS Plus that like, okay, cool. If I want to play online, I could have that rate. Maybe it's like, I don't know, 40 bucks for a year. But if I want the PS Plus that will merit me like, you know, free games, maybe it's 60 bucks, you Mm -hmm. know, give me different rates for that because like, I'm not always seeing the value of, you know, their games. Although when they do their flash sales or, you know, they do their discounts on that rate. Going to the shop is cool to kind of peruse and be like, ooh, I can get this game for like seven bucks. It's usually 40. So there are those moments where it's definitely worth having. But from the free game front, it's. And
0: maybe a part of that, make, you know, do a very similar move to what we just talked about earlier in the Mm -hmm. episode, the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of figure out PS now and where that's going and figure Mm -hmm. out something that maybe can be. Uh, kind of combo-packed with what PS Plus is right now. Mm -hmm. Because like you're saying, it's like, you know, yeah, we got the two free games a month, but they've already taken out Vita and PS3 support. So, it's it's kind of like, uh, what are we getting? And there's not there's not enough PSVR games to fill up that store mm-hmm. to get a free one each month. I, at least, I don't think right now in its lifespan. So, it's like, uh, maybe we need something a little different. Like, maybe a variable game of the month where it's like, here's an actual recent game that's free, limited time, mm-hmm. or some shit like that for you to try out and play. I, I don't know.
1: I mean, I think this is going to be their time to double down and actually really hmm. tailor the PS Now to a better experience for us. Like don't just give us ps3 games give us like your whole library pick and choose obviously but give us ps1 ps2 ps3 ps4 and really curate a great experience for the people that love your platform you know make ps now a value prospect that we want over things like uh xbox what is a game pass
0: and apologize for the playstation classic by giving me every ps1 game in existence on the store there it is that's With all we PS want i just all. want it all that's all but
1: I, th- I think that's they all. do definitely need to uh, check themselves against Microsoft and what they're doing with their uh, cloud initiatives and their online service like that. Because, like, they're, they're making big moves with it, and it's hard to ignore. And I feel like that's an area they still need to compete. Because exclusives, like, Sony has it. Like, they don't even have to worry about that at all. Mm-hmm. They have the studios. <laughs> they, they have the numbers. They're fine there. They know that. They know they can probably lean hard on that for the next year or two and be okay but i think in terms of like the cloud space digital space they have a little bit of catching up to do
0: yes they do they, that they don't rest on your laurels and don't just rest on exclusives like mm-hmm. alone you know make your shit the place to be for real mm-hmm. okay so yeah i'm, I'm into it i want to see more i want to hear more i'm gonna mm-hmm. eat it all up and i'm probably gonna buy it on launch day because i'm a fucking mock
1: i mean i'm a fucking mark for sony uh, fucking this, sony mock i feel like this is gonna be the first sony console that i get at launch because i typically don't buy consoles at launch like the switch was the last one that i can remember doing
0: yeah 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 i just mm-hmm. thought of a name for our fucking division clan sure the sony marks <laughs> the
1: sony marks i like that. Yeah, you like that but what about the dc dividers Eh, it's too long they'll have to die so the marks could live
0: (laughs) the new shall eat the old (laughs) so we have to do we have to throw our ps4s like out the window
1: because it's like i think there has to be like a live sacrifice
0: you're 19 times slower you dumb bitch ps4 and you just toss that
1: we have to do it as we achieve our most proud platinum
0: our proudest platinum. As it's
1: cl- as it's dinging, we have to throw it out the window.
0: <laughs> <laughs> popping that platinum, and then because like you know you, you see that platinum finish popping on your PS5. Yeah, exactly. That's like the mobile. technology That's, there. That's, That's ray what tracing. That's exactly. <laughs>
1: it.
0: Well, Cerny, we're waiting for you, and we're hungry.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm pretty hungry. I could eat a PlayStation. I'm actually like real life hungry. Yeah.
0: All right, Daniel, it's try. It's time to land this gamer train. Because it was an air gamer train. Don't even worry about it.
1: The Gamer Express.
0: Anything's possible on the next-gen console. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the next time you hear from us, we're going to be balls deep in Mortal Kombat 11 doing some fatalities, doing some, you're not going to play that? Or you going be, be balls deep in I'm going to
1: be balls deep in your balls deep action because I might be playing side by side with you. I imagine I'm going to be balls deep in Cuphead because I don't think I'm going to buy Mortal Kombat right away.
0: What the fuck?
1: I might just borrow it from you for, uh, while you're at work and get good. No, you're not going to do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm going to do it. No, I'm actually going to put a lock on my door. No, so you, you can't fucking not. It. Yes, I am. I'm so serious. You don't get to play my Mortal Kombat. I'm going to be just as protective as I was when I was eight years old on the N64 with Mortal Kombat 4 and wouldn't let my brother play it.
1: Well, here's the thing you don't know about me. Well, you should know this about me, actually. I'm a master shinobi now. I'm going to be in that room when you lock that door. You're not even going to know that I'm in there.
0: Actually, you're going to just fucking Alex Mac melt <laughs> and, and then get underneath the door. Good pull.
1: Good pull. Yeah, good pull. Good pull. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you for listening. As always, guys, we appreciate your support. Uh, check out our Discord. Uh, look for the save room. That's apparently all you have to do. and Really? Yeah, I think so. okay Maybe Vargy will correct us mm-hmm. on the
1: next. Vargy, drop a link right here for the people in the SoundCloud <laughs> if you chat could. comment section. <laughs> it
0: shows up when they're driving. What the
1: fuck? <laughs> What's happening in <laughs> fucking notifications? <laughs> what the fuck is Discord. <laughs> it would truly be Discord at that point.
0: <laughs> and then, as always, you can find us on Twitter at Save Room Show. Give us some mentions, give us some love, and check us out everywhere else on the internet. Look for the Save Room Show. You shall find us. Mm-hmm all right thanks guys
1: (laughs) that was such a good ending good night gamers good night gamers